1: What's happening, Mike Schmidt? Forty-year-old boy podcast. How you doing out there? Good, I hope. I'm in Los Angeles. I got my ceiling fan cranked. I got a cup of water right here, but it's empty, which is the dumbest thing. Why would I start? Let me ask you this: Why would I start talking to you people with like one eighth of a glass of water next to me? I should have got up. I should have put some ice in it, maybe some other water to keep myself uh, refreshed and and non parched. Nobody wants to be parched. And believe me, this is some parched weather out here in Los Angeles. It is. Uh, well, I'll talk about it later. But uh we are presently under the 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 ominous heat dome that we've heard so much about. Uh and I and I won't again I talk about it later, so I don't want to go into it now, but but it's it's warm, so that's why the ceiling fan is on. And I should have had water here. And also the house is fucking dry, my mouth is dry, and uh and the inside of my mouth is as dry as a fucking nursing home pussy. I mean, Jesus Christ, that is ridiculous. Um but you know what? That's because the air conditioning is on. There's nothing you can do about it. So hey! I want to go ahead and stay cool and uh, and calm, and they've told me there are rolling blackouts. California has sent me a text that says they may shut my power off at any time, even though I pay my bills. Seems weird, right? Seems odd. So, so I want to send them a note that goes, hey, you know what? I'm going to pay you $15 less this month because you guys were threatening me. <laughs> what about the great cornholio? Are you threatening me? Are you threatening me? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so hi. And uh, I don't know if you can hear, <clears throat> there's a bit of a quaver or a quiver or a waver. Uh, My voice has a dent in it is the bottom line. And uh, why you ask? Well, uh, you know what? I'll tell you later, but I will tell you that suffice to say it is going to, to wreak a little havoc here in the beginning of the show as I'm just here to bring you the plugs again, as we always talk about the end is the beginning is the end, which I think is the name of the song. Actually. All right. I've seen it both ways. Here's the deal. Uh, I think the smashing pumpkins called it. The beginning is the end is the beginning. Okay. And they did that for like the Batman and Robin soundtrack. But I went to check the name on Spotify, and there's also a song called "The End Is the Beginning Is the End," and this is on an album called "Brace Yourselves," Bat Music. And I think it's just like some studio musicians. That, what do we re-recorded all the fucking Batman songs to try to make five dollars? And then they did, and they put it in fucking Spotify. And uh, and I clicked on it. I gave them a click because their song is called "The End Is the Beginning Is the End." Okay, and it's the same song. So I'm like. Are they just trying to queer the deal by messing up the titles and hoping they don't get found out? Like, I don't know who the the villains are behind bat music. What if it's the Penguin? What if it's him? That nefarious jerk. Here's how he starts his crime wave. He starts redoing songs and changing the names. God damn you, Penguin. Get off Spotify with your uh, ridiculous nonsense tapping in everybody's pockets, trying to steal money from good, hardworking musicians like the Smashing Pumpkins, who have spent some of their good, hardworking money on a wrestling promotion. Or at least Billy Corgan has. Billy Corgan owns the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. And, uh, and they put on cards here and there. I don't think they're anything, uh, you know, all the time, certainly. Uh, they're, no, they're no super popular WWE. They're no monstrously popular AEW. They're no NJPW. They're not even an MLW, quite frankly. And there's certainly no ROH. I'm just going to vomit letters at you and see what you do with them later. You're like, R-O-H, is this code? Is he a wind talker? Maybe Mike's a wind talker. Is he trying to get the Navajos a message? Uh, there is a good chance of that. Please play this for all your Navajo friends. Uh, and uh, there was a tragedy. Was it Navajos? I don't know who it was. It was an unfortunate on an indigenous people's land. There was a bunch of stabbings. You see that in Canada? What the fuck's wrong with you people? Calm down. You fucking maple leaf eaters. Jesus Christ. It's better if we got guns down here. And then you get to affect this highly superior attitude toward us and you should quite frankly because we're a bunch of ghouls down here shooting people and whatever the fuck but now here's what I'm going to explain to you okay your moral high ground evaporates if you got guy guys walking around stabbing 20 people because then it also not only this that doesn't make you look bad all right because it's like some guy stabs 20 people or him and his brother whoever the fuck and uh that's terrible nobody likes that and it's a terrible thing and please do what we can to take care of the people who were uh, harmed by this but also you lose all the all the moral high ground and you also give a, a boost to people down here who do that stupid guns don't kill people people kill people because if a guy stabs 15 people in Canada everybody goes aha see a, a good guy with a fucking tomahawk would have taken down that motherfucker or whatever and if i had a gun none of that would happen you know if canada just had guns you could shoot this knife idiot and you're just and again all that does is it starts the outrage industry where it's like you just as i've mentioned before it's just the uh, and people just arguing and talking about nonsense constantly and it's just happening and and you know what you're rooting for at that point a stabbing perhaps a multiple stabbing once all the arguing starts all these people hiding behind their fucking fake names all right nobody cares i'm not going to talk about it stop uh my mouth is dry hold tight let's drink let's drink one eighth of this one eighth glass of water Oh, yeah, I should have filled that up. Oh, jeez, boy, I'll tell you what. that uh, If anything, that made it worse. Uh, that was like drinking a glass of dust. Nobody wants to drink a glass of dust. And I've done it here many times. I've told you before. I drink a glass of spiders. Although, plural would be really bad. I had one spider who landed in my throat. I told you about it a couple weeks ago. Nobody cares. All right, here's the deal. Because I have a dent in my voice, uh, let's just get to the plugs, shall we? Let's tell you some plugs. There's no reason to hold you hostage to this horrible fucking voice any for any longer than you need to be. <clears throat> uh, all right let's, Well, tell you oh, I, oh I'll tell you this real quick uh no, no I won't I'll just do the plugs Mike what are you doing why do you get distracted uh you know i part of the Misfit Toys co-op are you aware of this I think I don't know I haven't heard from these fucking people but uh it's and it's it's uh, let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray and he's out there watching movies with everybody Except me Wouldn't you think There'd be some sort of crossover Some sort of Misfit Toys crossover Where I get a phone call From a Jonah Ray he's like Hey Schmitty Let me watch my movie with you uh, And I'd be like Of course Television star Jonah Ray Any rub I can get from you Is welcomed But that did not happen But he is watching His movie with you Or watching your movie with you Not my movie with me uh, And he's out there Go listen to his podcast Jonah Ray Jen Kirkman Todd Glass Doug Benson Jimmy Pardo Garen Cockrell Elliot Hochberg Hochberg that bell nap All members of the Misfit Toys Co-op uh, through certain shows. Never not funny. Clearly contains the gang, as I've I've mentioned. Doug Loves movies. Guess who's on that show? <laughs> uh, even better. No fun with Jen Kirkman. Boy, who do you think's on that show? What about the Todd Glass show? Out of those people I mentioned, who would you say is featured there? uh I would say it's your good friend Todd Glass. Certainly on the Todd Glass show. He's very funny. Extremely funny. Just a great guy. Uh, Jen's super nice, Doug. All of these people are good people in addition to being quality entertainers. And that's why you should give them your attention. That's why you should put your head on a swivel and go ahead. There's something on my leg. Sorry. I feel like something was on my leg there. Uh, that's why you should listen to the shows. Download them right now. Go to wherever they have the finer podcasts that you like and enjoy and download it and tell yourself how much you love it. And then thank me, whether it be an electronic mail or you send me a text or tell me, give me a phone call and you say, Hey, you know what, man, thanks for recommending those shows. And I said, you know what? I've been recommending those fucking shows for four years. And you're like, hey, I got to go because I didn't think you were going to turn aggressive on me this early in the phone call slash electronic mail. And I can't blame you for po- taking a powder or bugging out, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and especially because I, if I start talking to you like, and I sound like this, you're going to be like, that's not Mike. That doesn't sound like Mike's voice at all. And I can't blame you for thinking that because uh, my voice has a hitch and its giddy up, which is not good for anybody. <clears throat> Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, Todd Glass Show, No Fun with Jen Kirkman, Let Me Watch Your Movie with You, with Jonah Ray. All of these are Misfit Toys co-op shows. And also, hold on, yawning, Anxiety Bites with Jen Kirkman is out there too. Like I said, I don't know if that's part of the Misfit Toys co-op, but I know it's Jen Kirkman, so it's got to be good. Check it out and love it. Go and listen to all these shows and download them now. Uh, you know, there's other shows I want to tell you about. If you as long, Look, as long as you're out there podcast shopping... As long as you're saying to yourself, well, I've got to load up my podcast queue. I've got to put six podcast bullets into this gun before I put it to my head and pull the fucking trigger. Fuck a Russian roulette. I'm going to fill it with six bullets. Someone's going to shoot me in the head. One of these fine shows. Uh, Let's talk about the paranoid strain, a show you love, a show you can't contain yourself around, a show you would go ahead and rip the shirt off of if you ever saw it in public. That's how much you love it. Uh, the Paranoid Strain is an amazing show put together by our great friend, Fearful Jesuit. His lovely friend, Dana Unicorn, is along for the ride as well. And they're in the middle of their 20, possibly more part series about QAnon. And you get into Russia and investment bank. Right, look, it's just it's this goes straight to the top. Let, let me just go ahead and say that for you right now. This this goes straight to the top. Uh, you want to check it out. It's there. It's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. Let me listen to your podcast with you, with Jonah Ray. Uh, that's available right now. And he will listen to Fearful Jesuit and The Paranoid Strain, and you will all love it. And you will hear the dulcet tones of Fearful Jesuit that were recorded in a closet and a compound. And the Dana Unicorn, who uh, is a citizen of the world. No one knows where she is at any given time. She, fl- she flits to and fro. She floats like a wraith from over borders. She's borderless. She's a borderless woman. Uh, which is my favorite Fleetwood Mac song, by the way. <laughs> Borderless woman, check it out. Why am I going to sing again when my throat's fucked? All right. Uh, the lovely and talented Fearful Jesuit puts out the paranoid strain. Go check it out. It's fantastic. Subscribe to it. Listen to all the shows and uh, and hear a guy doing work I can't do. And I just—he is editing. He is doing amazing things. He is taking out pauses. He is building. He's world building, quite frankly, and I've done some of that on this show. But my Christ, when I hear the show, I'm like, how many fucking, because I got to put this show together, right? And there'll be like, there'll be the theme song part, and then the talking part, and then maybe another talking part, and then possibly a break, and then like the closing music. And uh, and I hate it. I hate doing it. I'm like, I can't fucking build this shit. What the, who the fuck am I? Fucking Bob Jenga? Podcast Jenga? Uh, but Jesuit doesn't care. He's got to have like 80 fucking different open f- audio deals. I, can't, ugh, I shudder to think of the, the work involved. Uh, and it comes through in every podcast. You hear it? It's amazing. He, he does such incredible work and he makes it sound effortless. Paranoid Strain with Fearful Jesuit available at the uh, iTunes podcast space, available on Spotify, possibly on Amazon. Uh, anywhere else you're going to find your podcasts, go ahead and check it out. Also, while you're there browsing... While you're looking for Misfit Toys Co-op shows, while you're looking for Paranoid Strain, why don't you give a day in court? Oh, I tried to click my pen and it was the wrong side. There we go. To uh, to the lovely, intelligent David Mex Hernandez, and his podcast, the Flem Cat Podcast. It's available for you to listen to right now. Uh, he'll tell you uh, sordid tales of fishing, uh, amazing tales of golfing. And uh, uh, if you ever want to get in the mind of a genius, you want to listen to the Flemcat Cat Podcast, because this is a musical genius. He sings. He dances. I don't know if he dances on the podcast, but if he does, I can tell you this. You're not going to see it. You think to yourself, oh, I'll bet Mex is dancing. You know what? Do this. Whenever you listen to Mex's podcast, picture him just doing a fucking two step or maybe even a fucking Mex Tusi. What if he busted that out? Oh, man. Let's see him bust out the Mex Tusi. I'd pay to see that my own self. Uh, the Flemcat Cat Podcast. Now, that's four words. The Phlegm cat podcast is available also in the iTunes store available wherever you get your fantastic uh, podcasts and that's P H L E G M cat podcast available for you to check out. And like I said, there's, there's singing, there's characters, uh, there's storytelling. It is a, he's another guy who does a million different things at once that I just, I'm just like, Holy Christ. Cause again, I just do this. I, I turn on a microphone and we just fire away. I Pat Benatar it. I hit you with my best shot. And we see, we try to see what happens. I come on with a come on. It don't seem fair. Oh, but I'll tell you what, that's okay. See if I care. You can knock me down. It's all in vain. I get right back up on my feet again. And I do that to you guys. Then I hit you with my best shot. Uh, why don't I hit you with your best shot? No, my best shot. I'll fire away. All right, so go listen to Max. He's fucking amazing. Also, if you want to go to his Facebook page, that's a good plan. Go to David uh, Mex Hernandez. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Become his friend on there. Uh, he's got the, uh, Flemcat podcast, uh, fan club, which is available also on, on Facebook. And if you want to hire him to do artwork, I believe he's still doing that, man. You want to check him out and get him and doing some artwork for you. Some amazing stuff. Christmas is coming up. You know, what else is coming up? Spook timber, spooktober. Spook already here. Let's, you can put spook in front of anything. <laughs> spook, spook may. Why not? Um, the point is with Halloween upon us and Christmas just around the corner, why not start thinking about the artwork for the person that you love the most in your life? And let's let's also break it down. Is that person me? Please say it's me. I need love. I need it bad. I just made up a song. good. Uh, I just looked at the end. I made a big blue cloud on Audacity. I'm sorry. I blew your ears out there with my, my dulcet tones. Uh, this should be edited out. You know who I'm going to call fearful Jesuit. He's very good at that. He's quite the editor and builder. Uh, me, I just yammer. Um, so go to facebook.com, facebook.com slash my mouth, my tongue is sticking on the roof of my mouth. My voice, my fucking mouth is a war zone. Uh, if go to facebook.com slash David Mix Hernandez, that's our guy. And i hire him to do some artwork for you for Christmas. If you want him to paint you as a, a Charlie in the box, he can do that. I don't, I can't even do that voice now, can I? Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. You can even hear my voice. I can't put it together there even. <clears throat> you know, for a guy who uses his voice to quote unquote make a living, I sure am careless with it. Uh, but that's just me. All right. Uh, so Paranoid Strain and the Flemcat Podcast, available wherever you want to go ahead and find podcasts, go and download them now, and then also hire David to do all of your artwork for you, because he is a busy man, but he's not too busy to do your goddamn artwork. So don't even think you're bothering him. Who among you wants to hire me to do a cameo? Boy, I, I can tell you what, after the past, like, fucking 10 minutes or whatever the fuck I, I, over time long this has been, I can't imagine you want to hire me to do a cameo, but if you do, if somehow... You got to go ahead and put me into a cameo. You can do just that. Uh, I'll Look, I'll tell you I love you. I'll tell you I hate you. I'll drink a whiskey drink. I'll drink a lager drink. I'll do whatever you got to do. I'll be uh, cantoning the night away. Is it drinking the night away? Drinking the night away. I don't know the words of that song. Uh, I do know this, and I will tell you this, and I, I lived by this credo long before this song came out. I get knocked down. And I get up again. ain't never going to keep me down. I'll drink a whiskey drink. I'll drink a lager drink. I'll drink a vodka drink. I'll drink a a, a cider drink. Am I right? I might be right about those. Vodka and cider might be the next two. Look at me remembering part of this song. Uh, I would walk 500 miles to remember that song. I know it's a different band. One is the Proclaimers. One is Chumbawama. One wears glasses. One steals things. I know. Although the Proclaimers could also be thieves. I have no idea if they're stealing things from stores. That was Chumbawama's whole deal. Like Chumba Wumba had that fucking hit with you know, they're like, We get knocked down, we get yeah, we're gonna keep us. okay, great. And then it turns out they're like anarchists and like steal our album, we don't wanna make any money ever. It's like wow, Chumba. Chumba, you need to talk to Wumba. That's what <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, that made me laugh. Uh, Chumba needs to sit down with Womba and have a conversation right now, because you know what? Chumba, Chumba's like, look, man, we got to make some money here. And Womba's like, fuck you, dude. Anarchy, man, in the UK, steal this album. And Chumba's like, yeah, that's all Great. And if you tell them to steal other albums, that's fantastic. But what you can do is you can tell them to buy our album. See, buy our album, because then it's like a blueprint for a boy, uh, to be an anarchist and they can steal everybody else's stuff. But we, however, need to sell some fucking albums because we've been fucking squatting in this flat for fucking six months and we have nowhere else to go. So we need to do something to try to keep the heat on. And, uh, and I can't tolerate this behavior from you anymore, Wamba. Don't make me sever you from the band. And Wumba's like, you could never do that, Chumba. And Chumba's like, I watch me. And he goes, who so are you going to team up with? And Chumba's like, you know what? I've been talking to Scumba. <laughs> and Wumba's like, you wouldn't dare. And Chumba's like, I've talked to Scumba. And he's on board with selling these albums. So if I got to go fucking Chumba Scumba, don't think that I won't. Fuck you, Wumba. Wumba. Fall in line, man. I will boot you. you. You try. Look, you get out there. You try to tour as Wumba. See what the fuck that gets you. See if anybody buys tickets to fucking Wumba. No, sir. It's Chumba Wumba. That's the way it works. And if I gotta go out there as Chumba Scumba just to prove a fucking point, I won't like it. I will not like it, Wumba. But I will goddamn do it just to show you who's fucking boss. There's a reason it's not Wumba Chumba. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't even do the bit. There's a reason. Look, there's a reason it's not Wumba Chumba. Okay. I'm the fucking talent in this goddamn band. It's Chumba womba for a fucking reason. Nobody goes to see Wumba Chumba and nobody certainly sees womba Solo, but they will see Chumba womba, and they'll definitely see Chumba Scumba. If you get out of line one more fucking time, we got to sell some fucking product. Quit telling people to steal our shit. Chumba womba is, 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 is this, we're in this to make cash. Whether you think we're anarchists or not, yes we are. Down with the patriarchy and everybody else and fucking governments, but we have to fucking pay our bills, Wumba. How dare you Uh you know who's furious about that whole conversation? Scumba. He just wanted in. He didn't know that Chumba was gonna give Wumba one last chance. He thought Wumba was getting whacked. It was Wamba. He's like Wacka Wamba, I'm in, I'm Scumba. Uh, Scumba's thrilled, but now Scumba's out on his own and no one's seeing Scumba. You thought people weren't going to see Wumba? Holy fuck. Are they not seeing Scumba? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think to yourself, well, nobody's going to go see Wumba. True. But times 10, no one's seeing fucking Scumba. That just sounds awful, right? But Chumba, Scumba, you like convince yourself, well, maybe something's up. Maybe Chumba brings something to the table that Scumba won't take away. Uh, but who knows? I Maybe, look, if you want to see Scumba, go ahead and pay. But I'm telling you right now, nobody will. <laughs> uh, see, look—that's the kind of magic you can get on Cameo. Just go ahead and hire me to to dissect bands and talk about them in, in circles. I gotta admit, you, I'm I'm pretty goddamn proud of uh, of <laughs> what that made me laugh. What I don't remember what it was. Um, what, it wasn't Chubby Scumba. Oh, go see Wumba I don't fucking know. Who cares? Go listen to that whole bit. Look at me trying to reminisce about a bit that I just made up, and uh, and it's, I can't even pull it. God, see. It's not only my voice that's got a dent and it, it's my fucking head. My skull has got a problem. Uh, <laughs> all right. It is uh, it is me on Cameo. It is you hiring me. It is a dry mouth. Hold tight. I don't want to be all smacky in your ears <clears throat> or drooly. Uh, I'm backed away from the microphone now because I think I'm popping it, but now it looks low. But now if I get this, if I get in this tight, it's like kind of high. I don't know. You guys know how voices work and amplification systems and microphones, uh, hire me for cameo. I'm out there. I'll do, will do a fucking, I'll do literally a 32nd thing where I'm like, Hey man, everybody loves this guy. Or I'll do a fucking, you know, 10 minute thing where I'm like, Hey, fucking what's going on with this guy. And I'll get to the bottom of everything. Hire me. I'm the cameo Columbo. I'm, I'm cl- I'm cameo Lumbo. That's who I am. I'm cameo Lumbo. Get me on the fucking case. Uh, cameo Lumbo, right? Cameo Lumbo, cameo Lumbo. No, because why the double O? Because Co, it's Columbo. Cameo-Lumbo. All right, so it works. Yeah, I'm Cameo-Lumbo. I'll crack the case. And whatever I do, if I, I promise this. If, I do a cam, if you say, you know what, Mike, be Cameo-Lumbo, uh, I will scratch my head during the Cameo, and I will also say just one more thing. That's what I'll do. And then you know what will happen is fucking uh, uh, David Cassidy's father will try to set me on fire. Who the fuck is it? I can't pull his name. Sean Cassidy and David Cassidy, their father was... Guys, I'm old. Like, my brain just stopped firing. I can't even remember this fucking dude now. And he's the only villain. He's the only villain I remember from Columbo. He's in, like, ten episodes. I know Shatner was an episode. He was in an episode. He was one. All right, now I'm pissed. I'm going to fuck. I'm literally going to Google who the fuck David Cassidy's Jack Cassidy. I'm not even going to Google it. There you go. I pulled it. Jack Cassidy. Fuck off. Uh, I got to not remember his name. Uh, he was the only villain on Columbo that I remember. And also, Jack Cassidy is one of those dudes that when he showed up, you're like, oh, man, he killed somebody. Whether it was a night gallery or, or any of those fucking shows, you knew that he was the guy who did it. He just had that face. He looked like a, musician, a magician on his day off. You know what I mean? Like that fucking thing. If you put a top hat on him, you'd expect him to pull a bird out of his pocket any second. You know, one of those cats. And uh, and so, yeah, that's who Jack Cassidy was. And didn't he burn himself alive? I, you know what's funny? It's such a weird death. I can't remember if he burned himself alive in some episode of a show or if he actually died by burning himself alive. Like he smoked in bed or something. You don't get a lot of those deaths anymore. At least you don't hear them. In the 70s, they used to be a thing. In the 70s, there were a lot of, you know, these. here's a bunch of deaths that have gone away. Let's talk about deaths that have gone away. One, guys who fall asleep in bed with a cigarette and die. That just, that doesn't happen very often anymore. At least I don't think it does. I haven't seen a report. It seems like there's plenty of other different ways to die. But and, and this is one of those, that's one of those, because look, if you even die at that, because it, it's a 70s death. It's just a 70s death or it's even a 60s death. And if you die now and you go up to see Jesus and he's just like, what, what the fuck happened to you, man? Smoking in bed? First of all, nobody smokes anymore. And you're like, yeah, I know. And he's like, but then you're smoking in bed. Do you know how gross that is? Like, what if you ever had a woman and you brought her home and then she smells the fucking cigarette smoke in your bedroom? You're not getting any. There's no pussy on, back, on deck for you with a fucking tobacco room. And you got to explain to Jesus, you're like, yeah, I know, but I just, you know, I was smoking. I wasn't thinking and I wasn't having a girl over it. I was kind of in a rut. And he's like, of course you're in a rut. You're smoking in your fucking room. The very fact that you have the instinct that you would smoke in your goddamn room is really fucking weird. And then the guy's like, why would you say goddamn? He's your dad. And you're like, because I'm Jesus. Say what I want. Uh, but that's a death that went away, smoking in bed. Nobody sets themselves on fire in bed anymore. That's a Jack Cassidy death. Uh, what about what else? Uh, how about, you know, how about a kid getting caught in a fridge? <laughs> Remember that death? We used to get warned. Like they, There were so many warnings when I was a kid that that is a possibility. Like they, and it was really, it was like, hey man, if you ever go to the city dump, and you see a fridge. Don't get in it. And I'm like, why the fuck would I ever go to the city dump? First of all. Second of all, who is a city dump? I'm going to be honest with you. I have lived all over this great land of ours uh, in the continental United States. I cannot remember one. I don't remember driving by a city dump. I mean, I, you know, I granted I don't live in fucking Mayberry, but just it just seems a city dump and also like a fridge, a whole fridge with the door open. Like some kids are going to go, haha. And I guess it was like some sort of possible hide and hide and go seek accident. But but you're smarter than that. Don't hide in the fucking fridge. People are fucking ridiculous. If you, and if your eight-year-old hides in a fucking fridge and he, and he eats it, man, I got to be honest with you. That's on you. Because he didn't know any better. He just fucking saw a hiding spot. But it doesn't happen anymore. Again, that's a 60s or 70s death. Um, you, nobody fucking hides in a fridge and fucking dies. Although I guess, you know, it's unfair to just pigeonhole it at the dump. I guess people have like freezers and fridges in their, in their garages and stuff. So maybe a kid is like, hey, hide and go seek. I'll go in the garage and I'll totally hide in the fridge. It'll be hysterical. And then, you know, nine years later, they find his bones. Everybody's like, oh, fucking!" we were wondering where fucking Lawrence went. Well, Lawrence went in the freezer to say fucking trick or treat or hide and go seek or whatever the fuck. And then he found his skull eight years later. Good for you. This kid should be graduating high school. And instead, you're putting his bones in a fucking museum. Uh, I don't know if that's happening, by the way. Don't ever, look, don't contribute your son's bones to a museum. I don't even know of a museum that would want your son's bones. Is there a museum out there right now that is thinking to itself, boy, if only we had children's bones. You know what I want to do? I want to open a museum for that. I mean, I know there are terrible oddities and shit like that. We have like a terror museum here in Los Angeles where they're like, oh, look at this this terrible vampire fang we found." It's like, all right, bullshit, whatever the fuck. But if you put it in a children's bones, then you're you know what? You're making a goddamn statement because you can fake a vampire fang. You can do all that shit and be like, "Oh, look at this look at this bandage came off the mummy himself," and everybody's like, oh, terrifying." But then you bring them to the, they just think that you're like, "Oh." This hair is from a wolf man! Everybody's like, oh, that's terrifying. I can't believe it. And they're like, here is Dracula's Fang. Oh, a vampire fang. Unbelievable. This is these are all very scary. These scales came off the creature from the black lagoon. And everybody's like Oh my gosh, it's it's so unbelievably scary. This is a horrible place. And here are the indiscriminate bones of a child. I'm sorry? These are the bones of a child who died in a freezer. They found him eight years later. This is the skull of Lawrence, a boy, the last boy on earth to ever die in a fridge. And everybody's like, that's fucking dark, man. And he's like, yes, but... You saw Wolfman and Vampire, everything was fine. And you're like, yes, but this is a real kid. This is Lawrence the freezer boy. That's not fucking good for any of us. You get, look, cause you can fake a mummy bandage. You can fake a vampire fang and you can even fake some Wolfman hair. But holy fuck, you can't fucking fake a kid's skeleton. Nobody can fake a child's skull found in a refrigerator. You fucking goof. And he's like, oh, but but look how terrifying it is. And you're like, yeah, we're getting out of here. And we would like refunds, please. No refunds. Oh, because uh, that's the only thing scarier to the proprietor of that museum than a children's bones would be the idea of refunding anyone who went through the museum. You got to figure he refunds everybody, right? I mean, because you see the vampire room, the mummy room, the wolfman room, and then you get to the children's bones room and you're like, what the fuck? I want my money back. Um... But then your greedy eyes have already absorbed vampire and wolfman and mummy uh, knowledge. So you don't get a refund. Fuck you. That's what I say. How dare you? How dare you insist upon a refund from seeing a child's skull? You think it's his fault this kid climbed in the fridge and died and then this fucking weird family didn't find him for nine years and then sold his bones to a museum? Absolutely not. This guy's just trying to make a buck. This guy's just trying. And you know what? You didn't care when it was like a vampire. Who, who are you to decide whose bones should be displayed? Whose fangs should be displayed? <laughs> Hire me for cameos. These are the things I will get to the bottom of. I will talk about them for you and yours. I will go ahead and peel the onion on anything you'd like. Children dying in refrigerators. Jack Cassidy dying in his sleep, setting himself on fire. Anybody else dying in their sleep, setting themselves on fire. I will I will fucking get to the bottom of all of it. Why? because I'm Cameo Lumbo. Hire me now. It's uh, it's 20 bucks to you, 15 to me, and then five to the Cameo people who literally came up with an idea to connect people via phone and uh, and are, ma- are billionaires now. And they're good because I actually know the guy. Uh, the guy who started Cameo is friends of a friend, and that's the only reason I'm on Cameo because they would have never, ever fucking put me on the service because I'm a nobody. Uh, I was on, you know, because I was on ground floor when it was literally, you know, it was that you, you can get cameos from me and I think Louis C.K. and uh, and the Bones of Lawrence, the Fridge Kid. I mean, literally, that was all, that was the first three people on Cameo. Uh, and then, of course, they got Brett Favre and all these other famous people. And so now I got pushed way down the ladder, which is fine. I totally understand it. Uh, but my point is I'm glad that I got in on the ground floor because if I had fucking tried to get in, you know, now, they'd be like, fuck you. We don't know who you are. What are you, who are you, Sometimes Podcaster Mike Schmidt? Sorry, couldn't possibly put you on the list. And that would deprive you fine folks of what of Cameo Lumbo. You don't want that. You want Cameo Lumbo in your life, don't you? Don't you want me stepping up and giving you the Cameo Lumbo business? I think you do. I think you do. I think you do. I think you let me watch your movie with you. Every week I will come up with a different theme song for Jonah Ray. Even for a show that I have not heard one word or musical note out of I don't even know if it exists I know I got an edict years ago that that was a show to be plugged and so now I continue to plug it but it could be a ghost show because Jonah's famous like Jonah could have like pitched two TV shows in the interval and sold them and now he's show running them both and he's not doing this ridiculous podcast who knows maybe he is maybe he isn't but I don't know you know why because I don't get invited to the Misfit Toys co-op meetings the shareholders' meetings, whatever the fuck they're having. And, and I'm not saying that in some regretful way, like boo hoo. I'm just saying, like, why would I? I'm fucking nobody. They, they, they let the brain trust get it done and let the bodies hit the floor. That's what Drowning Pool said. One of us said, let the brain trust get it done. One of us said, let the bodies hit the floor. You got to determine which one is me, which one is Drowning Pool. Uh, it's a much different song, by the way, if, if Drowning Pool says, uh, Let the let the brain trust get it. Let the brain trust get it done. 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 Get it done. <laughs> Do you think they're in the Misfit Toys Co-op? I don't think they are. I think, they're, well, the career got fucking squashed by Muhammad atta and his boys. Fucking nine eleven killed drowning pool in the crib. Terrible. They were just like, look at us. We got to hit with bodies. And then out of nowhere, bodies were actually hitting the floor and they they were fucking they were so pumped they woke up I'm sure you know what's funny I'm sure when it first happened and they were they didn't even think about it 9 is a tragedy they're like what the fuck Uh, this is terrible I think I know a guy who works in that restaurant you know the typical stuff we all went through but then Drowning Pool's like uh, oh man they're sitting around watching it together because Drowning Pool hung out together probably on a bus somewhere and uh, that guy's like, oh, fuck, man. You know what? That's just got to be rough. Think about all those bodies hitting the floor. <laughs> and there's just silence in the bus. And some guy, for, at first, I'm sure one of them went, this is actually good for us. Believe it or not. Like, they thought they thought it was going to be the anthem or something. Like, they thought, no. Oh, they, they, and we probably thought it was very metal. Hey, man, we got a song called Bodies Hitting the Floor. And then Bodies Are Hitting the Floor. This is we're going to get swept up in this and it's going to be awesome. People are going to carry us on their shoulders and want us to sing this as an anthem of sort. Some sort of rebellion against the people who did this. Uh, not realizing that nobody wanted to turn on the radio and wanted to be reminded of people swan diving off the fucking 58th floor and <laughs> landing on their fucking heads by drowning pools screaming into a microphone. Uh-uh. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the let the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. I can't do it. I, I get a dent in my voice. <clears throat> You'll hear why later. I'll explain. Everything will be explained later. Uh, but you know, what it first happened, Drowning Pool was like, this actually, you know what? This could be good for us. They had some sleazy manager who came in. and He's like, guys, look, lay low. But this could actually turn out okay. If there's some sort of tribute concert, perhaps they'll have us play it. And it's like, no. Or, or Drowning Pool, or we go this route. Uh, you disband and uh, never play live again. How about that? How about we forget you? How about you become a footnote in the in the pre-9-11 history? How about that? Because goddamn, like I said, they thought they were just fucking killing it because that song was getting a huge airplay. I bought the album, for fuck's sake. Uh, and then the, then the fucking 9-11 happens. They're just like, oh, you know, this is probably... I mean, not as bad as what happened with The Coup. You know The Coup, uh, Boots Riley's band? The fucking Coup, you know this. Google it. If you don't know it already, Google it. The Coup had an album... Out. uh and i i don't want to mix up the lore like i don't think it was released on 911 it might have been released like 2 weeks earlier or it was going to be released 2 weeks later something like that but the cover of the album had the band blowing up the world trade center <laughs> just fucking like one of them flipping a switch and then they were cuz the coup by the way the coup made some jams you should fucking you should find them and listen to them because they're so goddamn good um and I was very happy. There's a show called Winning Time that was on HBO this year. It was a show about the Lakers from this fucking 80s. And they used the song by The Coup as the theme song. And I was like, that is a fucking perfect choice. Uh, but The Coup, you know, they had the fucking, nine, they had to take it off the shelves. Like The Coup, and Boots Riley's done fine. Because if you haven't seen Sorry to Bother You, you should check it out because it's a fucking brilliant movie. Sorry to Bother You was so goddamn good. Um... But he rebounded nicely. But I mean, you know, I don't know if the other guy in the coup or the other two people are like, hey, Boots, you want to, you know, could we, what about a little something for the effort? And he's just like, hey, man, I got to go make some awesome movies. You guys sit here and deal with that World Trade Center album cover fallout because I am out the door. Uh, it was a tough time for all of us during 9 11. In fact, uh, my album, uh, which was called uh, Swan Dive from the Restaurant. Uh, and other ditties. That's what it was called. Swan dive from the restaurant and other ditties. And uh, it was a picture of me in one of those old time bathing costumes on top of the World Trade Center looking like I was about to dive off. So uh, I, I never got the chance to release it, but I certainly still have it on deck. You never know. When will it be time? When will it be time? We've all we've all it's been 21 years. I figure on the 25th anniversary, that's when it will be time to put out swan diving from the restaurant and other ditties that please mark your calendars in 2026 on 9-11-2026. I'll put out that album that was meant to hear and wait till you hear the dated references in 2001. Holy fuck. You're not going to believe what I say about the presidency of George Bush. Oh, my God. Hold on. Fucking yawns and dry mouth. What a fucking Weird. All right, I just drank the last of my water. i got to finish this up. <clears throat> my mouth is under attack. Uh, all right, so, look, this is enough tomfoolery. Hire me for Cameo. I'm out there. You know you want to. Look, if you just want to send me money indiscriminately, and I know this sounds ridiculous, uh, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner. There's a uh, horn boy. You can click on that and send me some dough. Send me a one-time shot. You can subscribe monthly. Whatever you want to do, man. I'm not about to get in the way of of, of you showing yourself or showing me some affection or showing me some financial recompense. That would be fantastic. Thank you for thinking of me. And also, do you know this? I have a a Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B patreon.com slash Mike four zero yob i B. I'm out there now. And, uh, and you can, if you want to subscribe, you can, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, the recent unpleasantness has seen a lot of people, uh, turn tail and run and I don't blame them quite frankly. Uh, but if you'd like to step into the void, you can go ahead and do that if you want to. And and if you even don't want to, I understand that, too. And if you want to say to yourself, well, Mike, why would you even bring it up if you're going to tell us it's, you don't you understand if we don't do it? Look, man, I got a piece of paper in front of me with these things listed. It's right here. Can you hear it? Oh, oh, no, I just shook the paper and the words let me watch your movie with you. Jonah Ray fell off. They've spilled all over the floor like alphabet soup. I hope I can remember it next week. I hope I can remember to plug it. Uh, so Cameo lumbo is at com or put the app on your phone. Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB. Go ahead and check it out. Get in there and give me some uh, time of day. That would be good. I need time of day. My pen works. Uh, also, did you know I have a... What else do I have? I got a TV channel. I got two of them, actually. YouTube.com/slash/the forty year old boy. YouTube.com/slash/the forty year old boy. There's uh, videos. There's old, ancient fucking stand up clips that you'll have to blow the dust off if you want to go ahead and check them out, and uh, you don't really want to, probably. But they're there, and all the old episodes of this podcast are out there lurking. Our good friend Sal goes and listens to them, and then he comments on Facebook. Uh, he'll writes up. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. My throat made a noise there. I apologize. I don't know what's happening. And again. Uh, my whole upper GI is having some issues right now. And by upper GI, I mean I have an old s- fucking soldier sitting on my sh- shoulders. Soldier, soldier, shoulders? I could even say it. Uh, that's my upper GI. I have an old, I have Beetle Bailey sitting on my shoulders. Um, what, YouTube? Yeah, YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, there's older podcasts. And if you want to go listen and comment, you can do that. And if you don't, that's fine, too. I don't want to get in your way. Look, man, I don't want to stand in the way of whatever it is you want to do. You can do whatever you want to do. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. I do not feel it in Lawrence's bones. That poor kid. Uh, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Well, I'm on there. Did you know that? I'm on twitch.tv, the 40 year old boy. I was not on there yesterday, uh, Wednesday, because uh, here's the deal. Like, I look, man, I don't know fucking anything. I don't know how to fix stuff. I'm not a tech guy. When I put this show together, I know how to put the show together because Lily wrote me a, a piece of paper once, and so I, I have it. Sometimes I mean I memorize everything now. Clearly I'm not a fucking goon. Uh, but at the same time, I find myself going, all right, I should do this, I should do that, I gotta remember. But uh but with the twitch, occasionally my computer will just go on the fritz. Uh and and I get I get no idea how to fix it, as indicated by the fact that I'm using phrases like on the fritz. <laughs> I, I, if I'm saying that I clearly have no idea what's happening uh and that's what happened yesterday it I I had been leaving my PlayStation on because it was finally working and I was fine so the last month I haven't even turned it off I'll I'll go to I'll let it go to sleep but then it wakes up and uh and it's a clear picture because look sometimes the picture is too dark sometimes sometimes there's no sound and I and here's the thing like I don't even know why the fuck this is the case. Like I can't fix it. And when it happens, it is so frustrating because I look stupid and I don't like looking stupid. And I, people are watching me as I try to fucking fix it. And I'm like, what is happening here? So this happened yesterday. Again, I was all set to play some fucking, uh, cause we're almost done with the cowboy game. Folks, here's something you should know. I killed a couple of Panthers. What? Yes, you're goddamn right. I put a couple of Panthers out of their misery with a bow and arrow. No less. I didn't even have to use a gun. They came charging at me because there's a a guy who comes into the stream. He's told me the best way to catch panthers, and he wasn't fucking lying, man. So I need to. Here's the thing: I need to kill one more panther. And uh, and I've killed every I've I've got all the clothes in the game. I bought every hat, every vest, every shirt, every pair of pants, every spurs, every boots, every shoes. I got it all. I bought it all. I am I am just the clothes horse of the old west. It's fucking beautiful. So. uh... I got to kill one more Panther to do that. But then, oh, but also I should say this. Uh, then I got to kill Legendary Panther. And in order to kill Legendary Panther, I got to do a bunch of fucking challenges. This is, this is the only thing. That's, I'm 97% done with the game. But the stuff that's left is like, kill five birds from a moving train. Fuck you, Confucius. Why have I got to do that? You know what I mean? Just let me... There's got to be some other thing. Rob four stores in a 24-hour period, which is fine. I get that. But I don't even know... like. I don't even know if I can drive to these, these cities, but I don't have a car, but ride a horse all the way to these four cities in time to rob them. It must be doable because it wouldn't be a challenge if it wasn't. Uh, and then there's one I got to lasso a guy and drag him 3,000 feet, which is fine. I can do that, but I've been trying to do it and for some reason it doesn't work. I lasso the guy, I drag him, I drag him, I drag him, then I don't get credit for it. What the fuck, man? How do you expect me to figure this out, Western game? However, if you would like to come over and watch me do that sort of thing, you can go to twitch.tv the 40- and, uh, if I can somehow get the game working again, if there's any way I can go back to streaming, which I will hopefully today, which is Thursday, uh, when you're hearing this anyway, uh, it'll be, you know, you'll know, and I'll be there and I'll be, I'm there at like four o'clock usually, uh, but go and follow. See that's the thing. If you go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, follow the channel costs you fucking nothing. Go to the YouTube channel, follow there, subscribe. It costs you nothing. Now, if you subscribe on Twitch, it costs you money, but Yawning fuck, uh, but not much money. And also, you can use your ma- Amazon Prime and give me five bucks of Bezos money. Let's do that. Let's take that fucking guy down. Uh, all right, Twitch.tv/slash the forty-year-old boy, YouTube.com/slash the forty-year-old boy, uh, and Cameo Lumbo at BookCameo.com, Patreon.com/slash mike 40 y O B the Misfit Toys Co-op. Look at me, just running down plugs. Why? I have a dry mouth. I gotta get out of here. I gotta go ahead and uh, uh and and bring you, um some magic no that seems weird all right so here's the deal uh i was able to talk to our beautiful friend lily and you're gonna hear that uh coming up here thank you guys all of you you're gonna hear this also but i want to thank you guys for stepping up everybody who uh Contributed to Lily's Kickstarter. You're fucking amazing, people. The very fact that anybody gave one dollar is the best. But a lot of you closed the deal in in amazing ways. Our great friend Jeremy really stepped up. A lot of you did. Uh, KC, uh, just so cool. You're all very, very kind and super nice to help out uh, Lily. And we'll talk more about it here coming up. But uh, please remember to check out all the shows I just told you about. Please remember that uh, I have my channels to go ahead and subscribe to. If you can do that, that'd be great. And book me on Cameo. And uh, yeah, there you go. So uh, I'm I'm just glad that you guys are sticking around. And my mouth now tastes like a fucking desert. So I'm going to go. All right. Enjoy me and Lily. Thanks. Why do you laugh? You I, you you saw that for how many minutes I
0: know. Of years? I it's still it's still fun.
1: That's probably wrong. It's a it's a wrong thing to do. I'm sure if I spoke to a speech therapist, he'd be like, "What are you doing, fool?
0: You're preparing. It is your mental."
1: Yes, but perhaps there's some sort of preparing where you're supposed to exhale uh, a long exhale instead of two short bursts. I think you're just... Like if I go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying if I've been like because usually it's <sighs> that's what I do to get ready to do a show. But if I'm supposed to go. What am I supposed to do that? I think you're
0: supposed to go, la, 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 Rubber baby buggy bumpers.
1: Rubber baby buggy bumpers.
0: 99 naughty nuns in a, I don't I think that's right. What is the nun one?
1: I don't know. 99 nuns in
0: a nunnery. 99 nuns in a nunnery.
1: That's your next Kickstarter, isn't it? It's going to be 99 nuns in a nunnery. 99 naughty nuns in a nunnery.
0: Are they naughty are they really interesting? They're always naughty nuns. 99, <laughs> naughty at
1: nunnery, uh, 99 naughty nuns in a nunnery accosted by a nudge 99 naughty nuns in a nunnery and accosted by a nudge 99 naughty nuns in a nunnery accosted by a nudge i couldn't think of a word that was a, a synonym of accosted that began with n uh nolested there you go nolested they were nolested by a nudge i
0: don't think that's
1: it's pretty close i made up of a word possibly but i don't care my middle name's webster did i not mention that i, I got the fucking carte blanche man uh, hey, what's happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast? I Look, let me ask you this, folks. Is, it, uh, is that gimmick getting old? Is it tired? That thing where we kind of pretend that we're having banter, even though we were truly having banter. And then I just tell Lily uh, we're starting the show, uh, you know, because we we're recording. Like she, I know when we're recording, but then we talk a little bit because I'm trying to get, uh, you know, I got to head downhill, folks. I can't just, I can't start dry. You can't do that. You got to throw, you got to go down on somebody and get them fucking wet and ready for all this before you go ahead and just plunge right in, correct? I believe so. I don't know if that's the best analogy regarding this or podcasting or anything. Although there's a mouth involved, certainly. So I guess it's not so bad. <laughs> Speaking of that, my mouth is dry today.
0: There's a mouth involved with the 99 naughty nuns too.
1: <laughs> uh, they're getting molested by a nudge. Nolested by a nudge. What
0: does molested mean?
1: It's being when you're being molested by a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I think he's being molested. That is a troll one. I'm going to drink this milk while you molest that nudge. No, you're the nudge. You're a nudge who should molest those naughty nuns. Happy be laughing at this. <laughs> uh, yes, you should. God, damn it. It made me laugh. All right. Uh, it's only us, though, laughing, by the way. Clearly, nobody's listening to this fucking stuff, and that's fine. <laughs> I do it for me. I do it for you. I do it for the five people who, who do tune in occasionally. As here we are all the way at the end of the AM dial. We're all the way. Uh, we're we're the uh, we're five ten on your AM dial. That's what we're doing. We're just broadcasting all goddamn day long. Uh, it's and I will tell you this. We all look and we know this. Uh, Lily wearing a tank top right now. As you know, uh, well, you don't know that, but I'm telling you now. But uh, uh, it is. Oh wow! It is. Is it hot by you, Lily? Is it warm by you? What it, your ear your earbuds fell out. Is my it earbud wa-
0: fell out because I was taking my glasses off.
1: I see. Yeah, uh, sorry. Well, is it warm this- by me? Wait a second. It's, Is this the slowest strip Steve's i am ever going to see? Glasses it's first. It's the
0: saddest strip you're ever your going to see. Nonsense.
1: I, I'll, if I were a nudge, I'd be molesting you right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's
0: 109 with heat warnings where I live. Yes. My AC has been running for four days straight. It has yes. not stopped once, and we have not been able to break 90 in the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's funny because I, I have a friend. My buddy lives in Woodland Hills, and usually for him, it's you know, it's 106. And it'll be 99 by me, but uh, it was 111 by my house a couple days ago. Yeah. And usually it's hotter by you too because you're north of me. Anybody north of me, it's all again. It's always 10 degrees hotter in the valley. Everybody says, "Well, this is ludic- ludicrous." I mean, I, I can't even. You know, there's uh, the the always popular and I, and this is a phrase you folks need to get used to. I don't give a fuck where you live, whether you live in California or you live in Calabasas, which is also in California. So it was a terrible analogy. <laughs> or you live in Ca New York? I don't know. I can't think of anything else that begins with a Ca. Canada? The cat? Can, okay. What do you live in? California or live in Canada?
0: Kentucky.
1: Here's a phrase you need to go ahead and be familiar with: heat dome. Uh, that's what they dropped on us this week. The heat dome, and they converted they dropped the phrase heat dome and the actual heat dome. Here's how the heat dome works. This is this is actually fun. There's a weather app on my phone. All right, and it's uh, I don't know who makes it. It's fucking weather. You know whoever that guy is <laughs> big weather yeah big weather or jesus one of them there that's who controls all this stuff and i i'll open it up and uh they'll give you the look here's the thing i know you're familiar with this the five-day forecast uh and now they actually give you like a seven-day forecast they'll give you those and then but then they'll give you the fucking dew point and all that bullshit that i don't know i i don't know who the, the guy who is hunting the whale and moby dick maybe he needs the dew point i can't think of anyone else on the earth who's like uh get me the dew point before we head out to sea <laughs> I don't know who needs that information but it's there man and I'm sure there's a bunch of weather nerds out there who are fucking like oh god give me that dew point just fucking stroke to it or whatever the fuck and good for them uh but I just I check the weather cuz again we, we want to see arbitrary numbers I want to see hot 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 and then not 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 that's it I want to know when the, you know what I want to know I want to know when the heat dome is lifting is there any anybody have anybody have eyes on the heat dome does if even fucking getting out of dodge uh but here you get the 5 7 day forecast right So I looked at it and it said it was going to be over the weekend. It said it was going to be 107 and then 104 and then 102 and then 101 and then hundred. But then it was going to drop to 95 and then it was going to drop to 89 and then Saturday it would be 84. And I'm like, all right, well that's, that's ballpark on the heat dome. That gives me a little bit of an idea of when it is and where it is. And that's fine. Well, uh, the joke when I was a kid was always that the weatherman was the biggest liar in town. Like, he was the guy everybody fucking hated. They hated him. When I was a kid, this is completely true, they hated the weatherman like they hated a fucking politician. Like, they, they wanted wow. him fucking pilloried. Yeah, dude, because they would... It would always be that thing where, like, he'd be like, "Let's all head to the beach," and everybody's like, "Yay!" And then the next day, a tornado hits the beach, and everybody's like, <laughs> hey, fuckhead! You said it was safe to go to the beach." He's like, "Well, it was supposed to be sunny. Sorry, man. What well, is a fucking guesstimate? I got a coin in my pocket. What the fuck do you want me to do?" You know what I mean? There was guys that, there was Dallas Rains in LA, and oh, then there was Flip Spiceland on CNN. That was their whole. That was their whole enterprise they had to lie to you about the sun and they had to have stupid names that was it or as they pivoted later in life over the last probably 15 eh, maybe even 20 years they had to be fucking hot and they had to wear like kind of sheer silkyish thing uh you know tops and uh not flip spiceland but i mean they always find some <laughs> it's fun. the thing is they always find some random college cheerleader and get her started in the weather department that is Are not those...
0: true they Oh, weather people, uh, they all, have, they're meteorologists, no. they went to school.
1: More like archaeologists, because they unearthed some Brazilian hot chick who looked good <laughs> at the Miss fucking Universe pageant, and they go, hey, you know anything about fucking rain? And she's like, hola? And they said, here you go. You know how to run a green screen? And she's like, "Kay," And they said, there you go, point at the fucking clouds. And she's in. And you know what, then, because it took the edge off hating the weather person. Like, I'll hate the fuck out of Flip Spiceland for months. Who gives a fuck? But when it's fucking, you know, Maria Vizquel, and I'm like, holy shit, I bet she's got the darkest areolas in the business. And then you're like, yeah, I watched that. I'm a fan. Look, man, we talked about this when Lindsay Lohan's nipples were unveiled to the world, and I was so disappointed. And I shouldn't be, quite frankly, because I'm a fucking huge disappointment. But they were the pinkest, and the, like the her fucking tits looked like color by numbers, like fucking fill in the, you know what I mean? Like if, if Lindsay Lohan's tits came on a fucking Denny's place, Matt, you'd have to color in the nipples instantly to find out what they were. I'm gonna take some water I, at that I'm point. I'm
0: a little concerned that you you only want your weather from hot nipples.
1: Why would that be concerning? That's exactly what you should want. No. Look, the the word hot is right in the title. I'm fine with it. You're already halfway there as far as weather's concerned. Nipples, I can make work. If I got hot, I got weather. Nipples, that just kind of it comes in the side door and makes its presence felt. That's fine. But when I was a kid, man, I hated the fucking weather man because he lied about shit. Because he had no idea. Nobody had any idea. But the weatherman wasn't calling Jesus to go, hey, what's it look like tomorrow? You know what I mean? There was always some, some guy, and look, inevitably there was one dude in town, like we had Tom Skilling in, in Chicago, who drove around in a fucking you know, Twister Mobile shooting ping pong balls out of the air to find out the atmosphere and shit, and that's fine, good for him. Uh, but in, in reality, none of them fucking had an idea, and people would hate them. They would curse their names. They hated them so goddamn much, just like they hated local politicians and they hated whomever. So that was their job. Well, now... There's an app that does their fucking job. Now their job—it's funny. Now their job is, like I said, is to have. uh oh, hold on. What? what and, and
0: they're up to—they're up to like Doppler seven thousand now. That's right. What that's what I was looking up. They're up to Doppler seven thousand.
1: Yeah. And when they, first, you know, because the first time I heard about Doppler, I'm like, wait a minute, didn't we try him at the Hague? <laughs> I thought he was a German officer that wound up doing the wrong thing. Oh, he was only following so orders. Uh, but it turns out it's a weather system of predicting or whatever the fuck, and, and and now they've boiled it down to where they can figure everything out, and I don't what do I know? I got no fucking idea. Again, like I said, when you were kids, you weren't sure, but now they got rope. So now, w- with the robot doing all the work, Doppler 7000 or whatever the fuck, now the weatherman's function is to, is to either look hot in capri pants, or to fucking put on a slicker and a Mr. Gorton's Fisherman hat and go out and stand in a hurricane and talk about how bad it is. That's all these fucking guys are. They're fodder for, for ridiculous clips that people will post and go, wow, that guy's n- nothing n- nothing like a guy getting face hailed to wake you up in the goddamn morning. Uh, so that's that's who you hated, right? So now though, I, I got a robot in my phone, and it's his job to be hated because he tells you the truth or he doesn't tell you the truth, but it doesn't fucking matter. So my point is he's got the seven-day forecast, right? And we've got the heat dome perched above us, which whenever I think of that, I think of a delicious, like a... Uh, what's that there's a you ever see when they make that pastry where they put the salt crust dome over the pot and it cooks everything inside and then they crack the salt crust dome oh it's fucking beautiful No idea. google it man <laughs> i'll tell you what i'll watch i i find myself i watch so many cooking shows like it was great i was watching an iron chef this afternoon and uh iron chef michael simon is he always makes a pasta so he's making a pasta and elton brown is the one doing the play by play right and he goes ah they're making a pasta there i can't exactly see what it is right now i go popperdell dell <laughs> and then they go off and do some things. They come back and he goes, oh, it looks like a deli on the side of the, uh, and I'm like, you goddamn right. It looks like a fucking deli. Why am I not sitting next to you? This fucking nation needs my presence on the Iron Chef set. Although not anymore, because the Iron Chef is on Netflix now. And 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 I've, look, I've done this, I've, everybody who listens to this fucking show and people who used to listen and don't anymore, even them that's haunting their skull. They know this about me. There's a lot of things. There's certain things you know about me. All right. I don't like a freestanding cheese. You know this. Uh, uh, If I use your restroom, I'm probably naked. I mean, you know all these things about me, but there is another thing that you, uh, you clearly know about me. And, uh, and that's, I don't understand why cooking shows can't just be somebody cooking and you relax and watch them. Why, why, Why do I need an audience? As as the the line I wrote a million years ago was, "How culturally bankrupt are we as a nation when Mugu Guy Pan needs a standing ovation?" I mean, please, I don't. Because again, Emerald shuffled it in with the bam and the boom, and then people are clapping and shit. And there's, you know, I just I'm watching. And again, you know, it's terrible for a souffle. Rhythmic clapping, stop. (laughs) That's very true. This shit's gonna fall, man. Don't are you are are you there to test it? Are you testing the souffle's strength? Why are you doing this? And the new Iron Chef is a fucking tragedy. They went and they hired they hired new Iron Chefs and they and they hired people who are. And again, I know you're like, well, they shouldn't have a personality. They're just a fucking cook. And you're right. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) But but you don't mind a little like personality. It was funny, there was one episode, there's eight episodes of it on, on Netflix. And one of them they they fucking immediately ruined. All right. Because it was the two chefs and then they go, but wait. It's the two chefs battling, but also we have special guests from the National Football League. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yes, Keyshawn Johnson and I think it was Martellus Bennett are going to assist you with cooking a halibut. What the fuck is going on? Their entire careers, they bang their brains into fucking applesauce. You expect them to get the count right on a fucking muffin tin? Please. But that's who's there. Because I don't, I don't need celebrities. I don't even, I don't even need celebrity chefs you can get that's why chopped works you could get you got three fucking chopped idiots who are fucking nobodies who are all line cooks who want to be somebodies and then they're like hey man why don't you make gravy out of an old boot and fucking river water and like i can do it in 30 minutes that's fucking beautiful that's a cooking show
0: <laughs> i don't understand how they're nobodies who want to be somebodies but we don't need celebrities what do you think somebodies are
1: but they're trying to get to be somebody that's something in the beginning they're nobodies just give me a show of nobody's cooking i'm it's so just relaxing give me a show of people who can cook and have yes. fun. That's what I want. Why I agree. does it have to
0: be a competition?
1: Have you ever seen those well because the show's a competition, all right? That why does see? it
0: have to be a why does everything have to be a competition? Not everything
1: does. That's an American thing. But also like but you also can't have a show that's like do you ever see that fucking what's that show where is it Jack Para talks to you or whatever the fuck? It's some gentle guy who's like, Hey everybody. He's like a new Mr. Rogers. I don't even remember what the fuck his name is, but he's, everybody loves him. They just like, oh my God, he's so gentle and it's so fun. And he's such a nice guy. And I'm just like, oh, I fucking hate, I would bite that guy if I saw him just to see what he did, just, just to see what he fucking could. I I, I would want to get a rise out of that fucking guy. Quit with your Zen fucking, you know, he, no one needed sleepy time tea to talk. All right, I don't fucking need this guy to walk around with his gentleness. And be like a wraith of comforting. I don't fucking want that. Go list and, and again, don't also be terrible. All right, we we need to lose the terrible people, but also we can't go the other way. You can't you can't be. Nobody wants fucking baby bears porridge to be a human being. All right, nobody wants it to be just right. Fuck all that. You gotta have a little spice. You gotta have a little of this and that's fine. It's a mix 'em up. But nobody can just be super nice all the time or gentle because except Mr. Rogers, he's it. He's grandfathered in. That guy fucking did it. He set the template. Nobody else should go. I'm going to pick up, you know, the pick up the the torch of happiness from fucking Mister Rogers. Fuck that man. <laughs> the torch of happiness. Whatever the fuck he had, I don't know. But just all these people, they do it. They're it. just like, oh, this is what I need to do. I'm going to be a nice guy. Fuck you, being <laughs> a nice guy. Look around. Look a fucking round. The last president stole nuclear secrets and they found the empty folder at his house. <laughs> don't tell me you got to be a nice guy. Shit's going off the rails. And but then at the same time, sometimes it's comforting to see a nice guy. You're like, all right, I'll go ahead and check that nice guy out. But not that particular nice guy, other nice guys. Well, what the fuck? Drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. I don't understand it.
0: (laughs) When was the last time you cooked?
1: Boy, that's that's like that's a question. I got a new stove, right? I told you I got the new stove. Yeah,
0: so but Um, when was the last time you actually cooked?
1: Well, truth be told, uh well, this isn't real cooking, though. I didn't the last time I cooked honestly was when I was dating I was dating uh, a girl from New Jersey. Uh, and she was out here for like a week just before the pandemic. And we made, because I was at the time, I was really hardcore working out. I lost 60 pounds in two months. It was the year of I will 2020. <laughs> yes. Hello, a pandemic ruining everything. And so I was going to do So from, from January 1st until February, I think it was 22nd, I lost 60 pounds in seven weeks. Because uh, I was working out hard. I went from 360 to 300. I was working out and fucking, I was running four miles, sometimes four miles a day. Like, and in addition to lifting three times a week, it was fucking awesome. And I was, I was fucking ready. I was going to Ireland. I was going to record a CD. Uh, I had shows scheduled. I was fucking ready to do this, man. And then how you doing? My name's COVID-19. A bat fucking drooled into somebody's fucking porridge and everybody went to fucking sleep. Fucking bats stole two years of my life. You fucking dick. <laughs> Terrible. Fucking China and their bats. Locked up. You got other people under lockdown. Lock up the bats. That was the fucking <laughs> issue. Did you see that thing the other day where China was marching people through the streets with like signs around their neck? No. When everybody's like, you know, China doesn't seem like it to be half bad. They've got way, way phones. And you're like, all right, hold on a second. Another thing they have is everybody's stuck in their fucking houses like a decon roach motel because they think they might sneeze. That's not fucking good for anybody, man. Fucking. So, again, there were some COVID people who violated the rule. And by violated the rule, what they probably did was crack their window <laughs> or check their mail. Because, you know, that's the thing. You can't do fucking anything over there. It's it's a fucking iron fist. Uh, but they, so they marched them through the street in like hazmat suits with signs around their neck. Uh, and I got to be honest with you. The signs were in Chinese. The article said it was about covid. It could have been about <laughs> fucking anything. I got no idea. It could have it could have been an, a weird reality TV commercial for hazmat suits. I got no fucking clue. But they but there are soldiers marching them through the fucking street and they're and they're with the fucking hazmat and the sign. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what a mess. What a goddamn mess! And yet we could probably use some of that over here.
0: Wow! And yet
1: those Weiwei phones are terrific. Goddamn, are they lovely? You ever seen a Weiwei phone?
0: No.
1: My buddy Ahmad from Kuwait has come over here with his Weiwei phone, uh, and I, I saw him when I saw him in Kuwait the first time ever. It's it is it's like jewelry. It is fucking beautiful, and it ha- it's incredibly powerful. Like it's got all this. It works with every
0: five G, eight G
1: because they think Chinese spies will put a fucking chip in them and it'll listen to everybody.
0: As if we're not doing that now.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Here's what happened. Here's what happened. They said to China, China's like, hey, man, we want to sell Weiwei phones. They went, God, those phones are beautiful. Hey, you guys going to sneak some spy chips in there? They said, oh, come on, how would we do that? They go, sorry, we don't believe you, China. And China said, okay, that's fine. Hey, check out this TikTok app we we (laughs) fucking invented. Oh, everybody should put it on their phone. I mean, and so guess what? Guess what? They end arounded you with the with the presence of puppies. That's how they did it.
0: I think it's great.
1: <laughs> I no, I'm on board. I'm saying it. I Literally. hey, dude. That's another thing. Again, with the way way fun or whatever the fuck. Like they're not listening to me all the time anyway. With I because I don't a, a listener. A very kind listener once sent me an Alexa, yeah. and I uh, I'm sorry I shouldn't say it. I know you have it, so I don't want to trigger it at your fucking house or whatever.
0: The one in the living room is not named Alexa, so she's not going to respond.
1: Okay. Uh, so I, uh, Tammy,
0: No, I'm just, I'm
1: just going to yell out indiscriminate lady names. Um, <laughs> goddamn indiscriminate lady names. Great name for a band. Come on, clean, clean up indiscriminate lady names that that works. Uh, so I, I, uh, I didn't use it because I, I just feel like they hear me enough. You know what I mean? Like my phone, uh, my, I perhaps my laptop when I'm on Twitch, all these things I feel, and, and I'm not saying like. Look, there's not two guys in a fucking flower delivery van outside of my house listening to me fucking, you know, take a shower. No,
0: they're back at headquarters.
1: (laughs) Probably. (laughs) They've got the who's got the S's tonight. Uh, it's, It's just more of it's more of a broad surveillance. I don't think they specifically have targeted me, but it doesn't mean that I don't put a fucking towel over my computer or fucking or something over my phone. Uh, when I brush my teeth or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? It's like, just because you just do it absentmindedly. Now I just fucking cover it up because again, I told this story. I was at my buddy's house in Denver and, uh, we were sitting on the couch. We were watching NCAA basketball and this one guy's like, oh man, the casino's open until 10. We should go. And I was like, oh, you know, that sounds maybe, why not? Whatever. I picked up my phone two minutes later and I opened Facebook and the top, the first thing I saw was an ad for that casino. I hadn't searched it. I hadn't Googled it. I hadn't done anything. It was the first thing that opened up when I went at the top of my fucking Facebook page. So believe me. They could have gotten you by location,
0: though. They might not have gotten you just by casino. I had
1: been there for a couple of days with no casino ad adding. Uh, but you
0: could—that could have been the first local ad that popped for your location if you have your location on.
1: Look, if you want to defend Zuckerberg, feel free. There's oh, nothing wrong with that. I don't defend him.
0: I'm just explaining that it didn't necessarily have to be voiceover. It can be by your location. It can be by a, a million things. I hate it. I've opted out of everything. I'm like, yeah. don't use my location. I have my phone and my speaker off, and yet I'm like. TikTok every time i possibly can even though they banned me and stole all my creator fund.
1: yeah fucking dicks. f them but i'm the same i'm the same way like i i try to i do this thing where, you know again same deal like i'm not gonna make it easy for them yeah all right like i've never put my phone number on facebook even even when people have written me or when i'm, and when I'm having correspondence with somebody uh i'll go look i i can't give you my phone number here now look i i the, they have it through the mobile app, and they have it through Facebook and through Instagram. I know this. They own everything. They probably have it already. But I'll go to Facebook, and it'll say, do you want to add your phone number? It makes it yeah, da 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 So that that gives me the slightest bit of hope that they don't have it, and they're still trying to get their clutches on it. And I'm able to keep that one particular thing out of their fucking airspace. You know what do I you mean? you know
0: why you want your phone number there? Why is that? So that you can secure your account, and if someone steals it, they can text you the link to get back in.
1: Fuck all that. <laughs> There's nothing on, nothing on there I need to keep secure. Are you, who are you talking to? I'm you, 55 will years, lose,
0: you will lose everything. You will I'm lose,
1: 55 years old, and I don't have health insurance. I don't think it's time for It's like when somebody insures a bet at a casino table. It's like, guess what, man? I don't think insuring that $15 <laughs> casino bet at Blackjack is going to be helpful for you, my man, as you drive around at a Caprice. <laughs> Uh, I, that's how I feel. I just, I'm not going to make it easy for them. I, I'm just not now. Look, do I recognize that it is absolutely easy for them? I'm sh- And again, I'm sure they have it. They have my phone number a billion times. Um, and I have party verification with Twitter, uh, you know, third party verification with Twitter or whatever the fuck, you know, certain stuff, the verification stuff I have with like Facebook is all email based. So like if I can't get in and I have, cause I have four email accounts and it'll go to one of those, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and stuff. But then, you know, like, come on. Just give me a spy phone. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful phone. See that's that's <laughs> when I'll capitulate.
0: But can't you, get... you buy it el- elsewhere and bring it in?
1: The wayway? Way? Yeah. Well you still gotta know because I think you they don't allow them to be sold here. You can't I mean because well look he Ahmad brought his to America and he used and it while used he was it, here. So why yeah.
0: couldn't you just buy one there
1: and bring it back? See, this is one of the many conundrums we have as American <laughs> citizens where they tell us, Hey, fuck that, you can't sell that here, and then everybody brings it over anyway. You know what? i mean, honestly you know, the wayway way phone is the, the, the unfortunate Guatemalan at the border. You know what I mean? Who who that can't get in? H U A W E I. It's China. They got to throw an H in there. Of
0: course
1: they do. Uh, It's it is it's sleek. Like I I don't know what. It's so flat, dude. It is so. It's like a credit card phone. I don't even think there's a battery in it. I think it just runs on wishes. It is so (laughs) fucking beautiful. And he pulled it out. And I mean, when I say beautiful, what I mean is. It was so crystal clear. Like the the that's the thing. You're not gonna get it in second hand. You
0: can get one for 99 cents on Wish. (laughs) I
1: don't think that's right. No, that's that's. Oh no, that's a a case. Okay, I
0: was like, I was gonna say
1: no. That's not a way way. You'll get that way way phone, but it'll be spelled like W A Y W A Y. Yes, it can. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, it is incredible, dude. He pulled it out. I was just like, what is that? And it 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 looks like. You know what it looks like? It looks like something that a spy got in a movie where they told him, they go, hey, you know what? You've served the queen admirably. Take this for all your years of service. And by the way, it turns into a helicopter. And you're like, (laughs) all right, this is awesome. So I can can call my sister when I'm flying through the air. It's a pretty amazing phone. It really is. And so I, but, but, but uh, how do we even fucking get on that?
0: Uh, I asked you it, when was the last time you cooked and then oh, right. you told yeah, me. Okay.
1: I'll get it. Well, you know, I just thought of something else. I didn't, I didn't finish talking about, but the heat dome, <laughs> the heat dome, The heat dome. because, uh, I know remember the cooking thing and we'll talk about that yeah. in a second, but, uh, but the heat dome, I mentioned that on the app to give you the seven day forecast, right? And it said it was going to be 107, 105, 103, 101, and then 95 and then 82, whatever. Well, every day I went into my phone, uh, again, this is the first instance I've ever had of this with the app that I can remember. You were like, when's this heat going to break? You're like, okay, it, it's going to break Tuesday. That's cool. And then I went in on Monday to make, to find out and Monday and then Tuesday was back to 104 and then, and 103 and 101 on Wednesday and Thursday. And you're like, wait, this is fucking weird. Cause it's never been that. Usually they get a pretty true read on it through the app, you know, cause they're, it's a fucking robot you know what i mean he, he doesn't have 7
0: 000.
1: yeah this isn't fucking <laughs> becky from the beach in brazil i mean this isn't fucking <laughs> robot dude who fucking this is johnny five alive he's fucking right there baby uh the short circuit guy he's there to fucking give you the numbers but but it keeps going up and now i just looked again like today was 105 degrees and it was it was supposed to be 91 and, uh, and now the next two days are over 100 again. But, but here's my favorite part. It's still clinging to the hope that Saturday is going to be 80, 84. I'm <laughs> like, all right, sure thing. As, as if the heat dome is just going to fucking instantly dissipate somehow, some snap of a finger. Or are they going to drop a bomb in it or something? I'm sure that's, you know, if fuckhead was still in office, he'd be like, we've got to bomb the heat dome. Shut up.
0: <laughs> fucking jerk. Fucking <Fuckhead>. <laughs>
1: jerk. I don't get it. Um, all right, so cooking. Last time I cooked was uh, Bridget was in town and I had lost all that weight. And so I was like, we were, I was doing keto kind of, which is, by the way, it's not the way to do keto as my (laughs) trainer will tell you, (laughs) don't do that. Don't do it like that. What are you talking about? It works. No, it doesn't. But I've lost 60 pounds. Shut up. Um, But what I, you know, I would do, I would still like if I went to in and out, You just get a protein, you know, style with the fucking lettuce and shit. So keto, I was trying to observe it as best I could, but I was mixing in like some intermittent fasting as well and just fucking running a lot, you know, just whatever. I was trying to drop a bunch of weight super quick. And what I'd like, it's what I'd like to do now. I'd like to drop a lot of weight super quick. And then you get to a base of operations around like three bills. And then you're like, all right, now we can implement like life changes and these other things instead of the fucking, you know, uh, you could
0: just change your life for the rest of your
1: life. Now, who are you talking to? You're talking to a guy who's changed his life many times. I don't think you have. And unfortunately, changed it back. What are you talking I about? I weighed 500 pounds. And I got down to 250. And then I went back up to 340. And then I got down to 260. And then I went back. I mean, it's like, I've yo-yoed this my entire fucking life. So I've, I've, when I when I got the surgery, I, I literally, the phrase I said to myself was, hey man, you've done everything you fucking wanted to do. It's time to pay the check. Yes. And so I was like, I have changed my life. I did all this stuff. But it was actually you well, not you, but it was it was with you that my life changed back, actually in I Las know, Vegas. I still
0: feel terrible about that.
1: Wasn't your fault, it was my fault because I I could have I could have said no. Uh, for those of you not paying attention, I I, had I surgery. ruined Mike Schmidt's life. <laughs> well, it was a table of four, and I'm, I'm a grown man and made my own decision. Um but we uh, so we went to we were in Las Vegas for a birthday party and and Lily and I we had a dinner, it was super fun. And then they brought the cake it was like a it was like a chocolate raspberry whatever the fuck extravaganza and uh it was like hey will everybody try it and i was like nah you know I'm, I'm, i wasn't eating desserts at the time i was like no because yeah. i had changed my life no fast food no desserts no soda i had really and i was working out hardcore that's when i was fucking doing martial arts everything and uh and i got and i got kind of uh oh man it's a birthday just try a piece and that's all i need you know it, it had nothing to do with you guys it was me i, I could have completely said no guys i'm good but in but my brain, I went, well, you know, the doctor did say, go ahead and try everything to see what you can tolerate and what you can't tolerate. So rather than me uh, breaking the string of not having had these things, this is more of an experiment. I'm now my own guinea pig. Let's check it out. Uh, so I tasted, I had some of the cake and stuff and some fruit and nothing happened because they had warned me. They said, if you have sugar, you're going to get a sugar dump. You're going to get the fucking spins. It's going to wipe you the fuck out. And that moment, I tried it, and I did not get nothing bad happened to me, Danny Elfman style, boingo style, <laughs> and uh, and I I was like, oh okay, and because I'm I have the kind of personality I have and the kind of brain I have, I was like, well then you know what? It, it probably won't be bad if I just have like a candy bar or something or whatever occasionally, uh, because fat people bargain, and uh, and that's what I did. I bargained and I and then that was in uh, was that that was October that we did that, uh, for, it was for a birthday. And then yeah. by February, uh, I was buying Nestle's crunch hearts every night and eating a bag of them. Uh, because I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm working out hard. It's fucking, I'm burning it off and all that stuff. You know, all those trade offs that you just, that you wind up making. And, uh, and so it was a, it was a foolish mistake.
0: Do you, do you consider your weight issue an addiction problem? Or a weight problem.
1: Well, I think it's an addiction problem more than okay. a weight problem. I mean, I, I think, uh, but also it's it's
0: because you said something interesting. You said fat people bargain, and I'm like addicts bargain.
1: Well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, I talked because I told that story before when yeah. we we had to have the meeting before the surgery, and they were like, "You're probably not going to want dairy. You can you're, when you have the surgery, you're going to cut dairy out." And people are like, "Well, I have coffee w- with milk, so I'll just have milk in my coffee." Yeah. And they're just like, no, you, you're probably not going to want it. It's going to probably make you physically upset, at least in the beginning. And then you, you know, you try things later and this person's like, well, I'll, I'll just have one bowl of cereal a day. And like everybody had yeah. any, the one thing they wanted, they had to bargain. I want, and I want to stand up and go, Hey, this is why you're all in this fucking room, man, because you continuously bargain and go, well, I'll just do this. Well, I'll just do that. And the next thing you know, you're lying on the fucking ground covered in Reese's cups. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck you got? You got it. And so. So that's a very good way to put it. I apologize. Addicts bargain.
0: It's okay. It's just that I don't know if you saw the whale. I didn't apologize. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not what I mean. But I mean, I don't know if you saw the movie The Whale that came out and the backlash that's happening that from that. I know it
1: came out, but I haven't seen it yet.
0: Okay. So there's been a lot of backlash because of the way this character is portrayed as though when your life falls apart, you become fat and depressed as opposed to anyone can be depressed and 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 that can be a subset of that, but it's not necessarily the cause of. And so it was interesting. And I'm, I try to choose words very kindly now.
1: I think that's yeah. the way. So. I, I get that. So, and but, again, but, you're, you're but, right. But
0: again, I, I, I literally often say, but what is the actual problem here? Is it food or is it addiction or is it unhappiness or is it... I'm a big boy and I can do whatever I want because I have the same things. I, you know, my doctor's like, stop drinking Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, put me back on ADHD medication because without caffeine, I sleep all day long. I can't get anything done now. So it's
1: it's a, it's a, it's a of All of that. It's a boulevard base of everything you just mentioned. It's a cornucopia of all of it. You know, it's an addiction thing. I, it is something deeply rooted inside me from when I was a kid and it must be, I don't know if it was being poor or rebelling against being told what to do or having five kids trying to get to eat four snack cakes i don't i have no it's all fucking instability
0: idea. of childhood i mean well yes because
1: yeah I, i've talked about this many times like yeah. i uh, one time i was at my buddy's house i was this is you know i was staying at his house things had gone to fucking hell i was because i was staying i was staying with a woman and she said all my shit on fire and then i wanted to, to go stay somewhere else <laughs>
0: sorry for laughing a great story <laughs> well,
1: it's the truth I mean, yeah, yeah buy by year two or whatever oh my god um and then uh, so i went up sleeping <laughs> on my buddy sam's floor you know what i mean and i was an interloper in his apartment because it was an apartment and it was him and his wife and his kid and sam was like hey man you can crash here and his wife just looked at me as if i was just a fucking bug like she she wanted and again i had gotten along with britney well uh, i shouldn't say any names um I had gotten along with everybody in the house until all of a sudden I was sleeping on the floor and then they had to get up in the morning and step over me or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm sleeping on the floor in the living room. Cause there was only one, one bedroom and that's where the baby and the couple slept. So I'm behind a couch. Like I'd pull the couch out from the wall and sleep behind it, it was fucking, you know, I was doing everything. I, and here's the thing. I was trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. This is completely true. I told this, I swear to God, I told this story. Uh, you know, they would go to bed or whatever and I'd still be up because I'm that's what I've been my whole life. Yeah. And I would, I would leave in the middle of the night to go use the restroom at the gas station that was like two miles away, because I didn't want to flush the toilet or use the or use the anything, make any noise at all that could possibly give them any sort of disturbance. Or you, know, Sam wouldn't have given a fuck, yeah. but his wife, any any, you know, I was up all night after I heard you clinking around in there. You know what I mean? I I didn't want to. I wanted to avoid all that shit, but also conversely, uh when I, when it was, I was nighttime, I could breathe and I was free. I had freedom. And so what I would do is I would make this decision. Like I went to get, I'll never forget it. It was a day it was Sunday night. They went to bed. It was like 1230. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to Jack in the box. And I got a big fucking like ultimate bacon cheeseburger. And I got fucking curly fries and a big fucking soda. And I felt grown up because I made my own fucking decision. I didn't have to fucking look at them and meek around trying to get milk for cereal or, you know what I mean? Or I didn't have to say sorry for using a paper towel. I was like, fuck this. I can do what I want. So you know what I want to do? I wanted to fucking eat. And I went and I got food and I brought it back because it it ties into being a kid. We were a kid. We would always have to ask my ma, hey, can we have bowl ice cream? Hey, you know, you, you had to wait till dinner was over. And then it was like two hours later. You had to be like, ma, can we have the ice cream? You know, and she'd be like, yes. It was that it was regimented. And I understand that that's how families are. And then I got older and I was like, nobody can fucking tell me what to do. And the funniest thing is that I equate being an adult with being able to do whatever you want. But all I wanted to do was fulfill childhood desires. So how (laughs) fucking adult is that? You you know what I mean?
0: Welcome to therapy.
1: Yeah. I want to, I want to go, here's what I want to do. I want to eat a box of fucking fruity pebbles tonight. I want to, now that's not an adult decision, but that's just some shit where you're like, yeah, I can fucking do whatever the fuck I want, man. But that's also like saying, you know, that's that's just Jim Carrey coming home with a pinwheel and a fucking string of sausages when he said, don't waste their money. It's the last we got. You know what I mean? You you got to. And I'm still I'm 55. I still make those decisions. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, eh, Like I, I made a good decision last night. I was going to eat. I was like, all right, I'll go buy some food. And I was like, eh, I shouldn't spend any money. Well, I'll do this. Uh, now, granted, did I have food in my house? Well, I did. I had Kraft macaroni and cheese. What did I do? I made two boxes of Mac Kraft macaroni and cheese last night. and I didn't eat it all. You know, I ate whatever. Uh, but I mean, I didn't get any protein yesterday at all. Like I was like, but I was like, ah, I, at least he didn't go out and spend money. <laughs> and, I'm like, and so I'm a fucking scramble. And so anyway, fucking beach was here, uh, when I was doing the keto thing and, uh, and we cooked and we, we had been I had, I, I, I miss domesticity. Yes. You know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, that was one of the things like when I dated my ex and she lived far away, uh, I, I kind of didn't want to date somebody far away again after that. But then every relationship I've had since has been someone who's lived far away someone who had to you know come up for the weekend instead of being able to just come over and watch fucking movies and sleep over and maybe go home or you know i I haven't dated close to home in a very long time so i after the long term long distance relationship, I started dating somebody and at least they were in California, but also then they had kids and they had every other thing and it was it's just it was a hard thing to make work, as always, but I I want the domesticity of it. I've, as I've said again, I said it when I was dating my ex. It's that weird thing where you're apart for like a month, and then you have ten days to cram life in. Yeah. So you're like, hey man, let's fuck all the time, but also let's go on a hayride and eat a good restaurant, and also let's cook a steak and let's do fucking all the shit you would normally do if you were living together or are close. I
0: was on a hayride on a regular basis. What the
1: Listen fuck? to me. I don't care. I just I got a list. I got I a fucking
0: understand. list. <laughs> I understand completely. Let's do
1: all this stuff. You know what I mean? Just stuff that you would normally want to share with someone. like I went I went to a movie by myself last night or Monday, Monday night. And I don't I don't give a fuck. I go by myself to eat or whatever the fuck. It never mattered to me. It's always better though when you can go, hey, what are you doing? You know what yes. I mean? Or if you got even a date or somebody and you go, let's just go see this movie. And and you know what? We'll lift the arm on the recliner and you put your head on my shoulder and we'll fucking eat popcorn and live. It's fucking great. I love it so much. Uh, and so with Beach when we were dating, cause she was, she's all the way across the other side of the, she's even farther away than my ex. Uh, but we, we, she came home here for Thanksgiving once and we went to Lenny's and we, you know, we could, I cooked meatballs and then Lenny made a big dinner and it was just, it, I, that's, that's what you miss. Now, do I also miss fucking athletic sex fucking morning, noon, and night? Yes. That's always fucking great. But at the same time, there's something cool about just going, hey, you want to watch a movie? And and they lay their legs across your fucking lap and they're holding your hand while they fall asleep. Just that shit is priceless. And never take it for fucking granted because when it's gone, it's all you fucking think about. So another part of that is the cooking thing. And so she and I, I I had these recipes and she had recipes and she wanted to make, like she just wanted to make homemade chocolate chip cookies from a recipe she has. And I'm like, that'd be awesome. So she made chocolate chip cookies. I made a keto meatloaf uh you know we just and just in the kitchen together now, my kitchen's tiny but yeah, it didn't it matter because that's but that's part of it where you're kind of bumping into one another yeah. and you're like excuse me and then you you know kiss somebody on the cheek as you go by or whatever you know I just it's the closeness the, the 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 intimacy i miss it so much and so we were together doing that so that's that is the last time i cooked because we made that and then we made uh some kind of chicken dish It was, oh, chicken thighs in a cast iron skillet with a bunch of fucking like succotash type stuff. It was just recipes that we both, because I, that's the thing. I have 15 cookbooks on top of my fridge. I've got recipes that I take screenshots or I save the links in my phone. But who's that for? It's fucking for nobody. It's for me. I made I, there was one guy, a listener, Jason, once sent me a recipe. He's like, oh, man, it's like Dr. Pepper fucking chicken thighs made in an instant pot or whatever. And I'm like, this is going to be awesome. So I made him and A, the recipe was fucking awful. The food, it was just it just came out <laughs> terrible. But then B, I, I made enough for a fucking prison camp. I mean, it's like I'm the only guy here, but because the recipes, I don't I don't adjust well where I'm like, I got to make one chicken thigh. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck that. We got to make the package because what I'm going to do, freeze them. And then all of a sudden yeah. I got some weird, no, fuck all that. Then I got some weird freezer full of strange meat and fuck that. I got no, I can't sort <laughs> through that shit. Let's make it all now and then we'll eat it all now or we'll throw it all out now. I don't give a fuck. It's all or nothing. I can't have any, there's nothing looming over my shoulder. I don't want some fucking, you know, there's no holy grail of frozen meats that I can go ahead and reach into the freezer. Cause Lenny said that he's like, Hey, you could freeze all this stuff. I'm like, fuck that man. Who, who the fuck am I? Carol Brady. I'm not fucking free shit. <laughs> That's me here. You know what I mean? And because I'll tell you what, if I'm going to eat a steak and I want another steak, I'll go get another steak. I don't need to freeze a steak. And then in six weeks go. you know what, man, I got to thaw that steak. Fuck that.
0: <laughs> I do. That's all I do is I buy family stuff and then I cut it down into reasonable portions and I seal it and put it in the freezer. And then I defrost it the day of by putting it in cold water and cooking. And I hate fucking cooking. I hate cooking. If, if I could do anything, to get out of cooking for the rest of my life, I would sign that deal with the devil because I hate cooking, but I really? also hate ordering food in or going to restaurants. So <laughs> that's my problem. with wow. all have oh, our issues.
1: What do you want an IV? I mean, is <laughs> just that, that's all you I want do. to keep you alive. No, I man, I, I actually, I really do enjoy cooking. If I do it. Yeah. Like I, I was proud of myself. This is again, a month ago I came home. I was like, Oh man, I was starving after the gym. I'm like, I got to get something, whatever and uh and i was like you know what you got a dozen eggs in the fridge you haven't even touched them i was like you know what fuck it go home so i went home i made four i just scrambled four eggs fucking whipped them up threw some you know little little salt pepper little everything bagel seasoning on them and uh and just housed them and i was like that was fucking awesome it was awesome now the problem is i could have made the entire dozen of because eggs i could eat eggs every single day twice a day i love them but it just it kind of never seems like enough you know, and also I don't, but then when you start doing that's the thing then you start going, well, I'm going to make bacon too. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to make ham and f- fuck. If you just I hate it all. <laughs> I hate oh, it no. all. And it. I did
0: a cooking show for, for a joke because of that, because I hate it all. <laughs> I did dinner and a show girl did two episodes because I hate fucking cooking. I thought it was hilarious
1: wow well, that sounds like torture though you're like i hate this can't wait to do a show i made about fun it. of
0: all of it i made fun of all of it absolutely made fun of everything i don't did i ever send you the links to those did you ever I don't watch think them? so no, oh, no they're hilarious Well, i will tell you uh the best thing in that is foxy lexi brown made a cake on herself i'll send you that video sometime Good lord
1: holy shit <laughs> yeah. all right well I did oh, i'm oh. in
0: yeah it was hot but, but again i i i fucking hate cooking. I hate it and I can't get stuff to finish at the same time and yeah. I just literally I when I'm in a kitchen I start to get anxiety.
1: I I cooked this cuz this isn't cooking. This is just heating things up. Even but then- um well cuz I make I have a real good recipe for a tomato sauce. It's uh Marcella Hazen's tomato sauce and it's literally it's 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 San Marzano tomatoes and butter and onions. That's it. I have and one then,
0: that works for me. It's called Prego.
1: Well all right, well I was but I was just going to say it works yeah i i well well here's the thing like i i don't (laughs) i as easy as mine is to make it's a it's a sin to make a jarred sauce it just is because mine is super again it's san marzano tomatoes butter and and an onion and you just let it simmer until the onion falls apart and it's done you and that's something you can just put in the fridge and pour on whatever the fuck you want so i was i i've made that also when i make meatballs and i'll cook i'll put the meatballs after i brown the meatballs you put the meatballs in the sauce and put that in the oven because then the fat from the veal and the pork releases into the sauce jesus fuck it's so good um, but also that that tomato sauce i have san marzano tomatoes in my fridge and i'm like but the other day i was like i was in the store so again this is this is laziness versus versus wanting to make something good and i i was like i'm i want spaghetti or something i wanted some pasta and pasta is not a thing you can just run up and get. You know what I mean? There are a few places here that are fine. Uh, but then, then in my brain, I'm just like, I'm paying $17 for a fucking bowl of spaghetti that I could make at my house for fucking $3. Literally $3. Yeah. And so that that's when I'll blanch. And then, of course, I'll still stop and get the pasta. But <laughs> but this time I was in the fucking store. And I was like, you know what? I go, I'll go, oh, like, just grab an onion. I go, grab an onion. and go home and make the San Marzano's and it'll be fucking good. And I went, or, or? or uh and i went down i went down the sauce aisle and i find i can't this is you're gonna laugh i can't eat jarred sauce because it's too acidic it's too there's something about the the process with the tomatoes where then it's sitting in a jar it just becomes really really ultra acidic for me i just am not a fan And, and tomatoes are like that anyway but i don't i don't if you make this one though you mount it with butter and onion and it fucking takes the edge off the acid but uh I was looking and I'm like, all right, if you're going to buy a jarred sauce, don't buy garbage. And so I looked and I was like, I wonder if there's any, because I I haven't bought jarred sauce since I was living at home, literally, you know, (laughs) I don't, I, I, because I've, I've always made something, you know what I mean? Tomato sauce is so fucking easy. You just want to kill yourself if you buy a fucking jarred sauce. I know you don't, but I do.
0: To me, making my own sauce before I have to make noodles and also meatballs is like extra punishment. It's like, not only can you (laughs) not make that food and eat it, but you have to make food to be able to make food.
1: Yeah, ugh, I, I, and ugh, I, hear, I sauce. hear you. But the thing is, it's not like if you were making Sunday gravy, that's a totally different thing.
0: Fuck that too.
1: I'm just saying. But no, it's <laughs> look again. It's one of those things where like it all depends on on effort and reward. Whatever the fuck you want to do. There like if I'm cooking no with reward, do what well, it depends. It, it's like all right. I told this story on here. I apologize. Fuck, we're double backing on stories. When I was with my ex, one time we cooked we cooked Christmas dinner, and we cooked it for her three sons and me and her. And I made a turkey. It was the first time I'd ever made a turkey. And I fucking buttered it. I put it under the skin. I fucking spiced it up. I did all this stuff. I also made meatballs. My fucking, the the pork, beef, veal meatballs I found. And then she made like bacon-wrapped fucking water chestnuts. And we, we made side dishes. She made mashed potatoes. She, made, she she could cook too. So we were cooking like motherfuckers because the three boys were coming over. And uh and the food came out amazing. Like the turkey, I had never made a turkey. And I was like, holy fuck. I don't know if i want to eat this turkey or fuck it i mean it was so goddamn good why not both well yeah, well, well <laughs> after dinner um, but we sliced it up and we ate the meatballs and we sat down we've set the table and our whole house smelled amazing you know that holiday smell which i've talked about before smells like thursday we fucking, a table full of food and all the boys sit down and we fucking, we wolf it and we're talking and we're laughing and we're joking and about 40 minutes later they get up and they go to watch football in the other room and we're sitting at a table that's just, you know, it looks like a war zone because everything's kind of gone. But there's also a ton of shit on the fucking stove that we didn't eat. The boys <laughs> didn't touch the meatballs, which was fucking, I couldn't believe. Why wouldn't you eat the fucking meatballs? Until later, her son ate one and went, oh, my God. And then he, then he took like 10 with them to go.
0: <laughs> but they just
1: didn't eat them with dinner because they were like kind of weird out because they didn't, I don't know if they didn't think I could cook or whatever the fuck. Tur-
0: turkey, turkey Thanksgiving. Sometimes people are pure. Possibly, yeah.
1: Well, also, one of, her, uh, one of her sons doesn't want his food to touch on the plate i He's understand that, guy. that too yeah, yeah yeah you know so it was like with a sauce and a meatball it's a little hard so sure enough man we're sitting she and her are sitting at the table they go to watch more football or whatever and i just look at her and i go that's it and she started yeah. laughing she goes yeah right i go i go we got to clean all this shit up now we got to put all this away there's leftovers and shit." And she goes yeah and it was we had cooked i'm not joking we had cooked for eight hours i mean a turkey meatball all of it we had cooked the whole fucking day for a 40-minute meal might have been a half hour 40 minutes and then we had to put it all away and i'm just sitting there and you're like man i now i know why i don't understand tantric sex <laughs> you know i mean it just seems seems like a lot of lot of buildup for I, like literally i don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze <laughs> so so that's just an amazing thing like i so i love the idea of like i said cooking but then it's the rest like you just said Everything around it that where you just kinda of go, oh man, like you said, when you gotta make food to make food. That's a, that's a brilliant analogy because it is. It's like I, I want, oh man, I want like when I was during the pandemic, I was cooking more things, but I was only reheating things. I wasn't really yeah. cooking stuff. I made pork chops and stuff. I would make some stuff where I'd cook a pork chop or something. But like I I just so the other day, so I went in the jar of sauce aisle and uh there was sauce from Rayos. And, and the way it's, th- this is uh, how grocery stores do it now. And, and, well, have they done it for centuries? But I just learned about it. Uh, they put stuff at eye level that's super expensive. Yes. You know what I mean? So you'll be, that'll be the first thing that catches your eye. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to buy it, but at least you see it and you give it a day in court before you move on to whatever the fuck you came for. But when I saw Rayo's, Rayo's is a uh, legendary New York restaurant. Uh, Italian restaurant. Uh, very for a long time it was extremely mob connected. It was one of those things, and then it kind of went legit. Did you ever watch The Sopranos? Yes. Do you remember Lorraine Bracco's therapist? Yes. That's I think is I forget his name. It's like Tony Rayo. He's from the Rayo family and he owns the restaurant, so that's how he got to know the guys and got to be part of Sopranos because he, he was he owned he was the general manager right. of the restaurant. He's an, and he's but he's not a fucking Weird, you know, walking mortadella. You know what I mean? He's like a real, kind of an elegant, nice dude. And he's not a meatball. He's just a fucking guy who seems like really, really nice. Wears nice, fucking, amazing clothes, and and just he's just, you know, salt and pepper hair. I think he just passed. He might have just passed. But um, but I recognized the name instantly when I saw it. I was like, they have jarred sauces. What the fuck? And they had different. I just
0: love that you bought the you bought the therapist from the Sopranos sauce.
1: Well, no, That's I bought how I look at it. No, I bought the legendary New York restaurant tours fucking sauce.
0: Nobody needs had, celebrity chefs.
1: They were on exa- <laughs> He owns the joint. He's not the cook. Uh, but they were on Top Chef once they had a challenge in Rayo's where the all the people had to make Italian food, and then they had to feed guys, they had to feed Lorraine Bracco and the guy Rayo and fucking the chefs and all the family. So it was like that deal with the family style with the fucking tongs, and everybody's like, hey, oh, Fangu, no. what do you do? What do you do with the guy? You know, all that fucking shit. But, uh, so anyway, so I knew him and knew who he was. And so I saw it and I looked and they had a jarred sauce. It was roasted garlic. And I was like, all right. And I also, if you get a it, sauce, because that's the thing is it's not just fucking ragu, you know what I mean? <laughs> fuck, fuck off. Fuck what, a ragu. Flavor, what flavor is this ragu? Ragu, fuck you. That's what it is. That's what flavor it is. Open it up and cook it because you're fucking poor. Um, <laughs> so I avoid that shit, prego, all that shit. But when I saw rails, I was like, all right. And it was, it was 10 bucks a jar. And I'm like, man, eh. <laughs> you could. I know, I couldn't because literally, I'm not joking. No, no, well, or (laughs) I could have walked five aisles over and grabbed an onion and made my own because I've got Marzano tomatoes in my fucking cabinet. I got San Marzano tomatoes in the fucking cabinet. I could have, and butter at the house. I could have, you know, I got butter. I bought a brick of it from fucking Costco. I mean, I, but I, I literally could have bought an onion and made that sauce that I like but I saw the rails and I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and give this a shot because <laughs> I'm fucking lazy and all. And the only difference, I swear to God, the only difference is I'm opening a jar instead of opening the can of tomatoes. You still got to simmer it. You still got to cook. Cause that's the only, the other, the, the Marcella Hazen, it's a can of San Marzano tomatoes. It's a, it's, you know, whatever, half a stick of butter and then a, a, a cut in half, like sweet onion. And you put a lid on it and you just let it simmer for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, well, yeah, but there's rails. I could probably heat up like super fast. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? such stupid decisions uh so i bought it and i brought it home and and i made it de- now i bought ravioli because i was eating ra- a ton of like frozen ravioli. like during the pandemic i started eating this ravioli there's beef ravioli there's and they had an italian sausage ravioli they just started with so i was like all right i'll bring this ravioli home when i do during the pandemic i invented the ravioli sandwich i
0: have no idea
1: what that means well it's it's what a fat guy does when he's left to his own devices i i uh <laughs> I would I toast it right you toast rye bread you make ravioli you make cheese ravioli okay. okay and you drain it and then you put you you just toss it in fucking butter and, and if you want parmesan cheese and then okay. you you toast two pieces of rye bread and then when you when the rye bread's that you and it's not like crispy bread it's that thing where it's just kind of brown but soft yeah. still oh. and so I took it an out and and then you basically put half a stick of butter on two pieces of bread like you just you could wring this bread out like a wash rag. That's how much butter is on it. And then you put like six or seven raviolis on that and then you eat it like a sandwich.
0: <laughs> well, I totally understand that because I will not eat spaghetti with our garlic bread.
1: Okay. yeah. It um, makes- so I
0: totally understand that because I dip my garlic bread in and it will come up with some spaghetti on it and some sure. ragu. But ah. I make mine with butter and then I buy garlic at Costco and I put garlic all over the piece of... White oh bread. sure
1: well that sounds amazing my poor white bread yeah don't make don't you know what there's funny i just followed this instagram instagram guy don't use white bread anymore stop that's what's killing you that's why you have tmj that's why you get this bad hip don't white bread so. i don't, no, trust I, me
0: i eat three slices a week if that
1: that's it that's what's going on no. one for tmj one for bad hip one for it, mystery disease that's it it. it
0: it is drinking soda still that is my only vice still
1: Right. And I well, will get rid of it eventually. White bread is white it. bread is terrible. It is it is the it's it's all it's a, it's a terrorist you're putting in your body. Don't eat white bread. <laughs> but it's I don't really... like
0: the only other bread that I really like is either sourdough or pumpernickel, and I, I just can't go buy a whole thing of sourdough because I'll never eat it all, and I can't go buy pumpernickel because I'll never eat it all either. So
1: I see. Well, white bread is the Atta of baked goods. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he was the guy who crashed the first jet into the, into the Twin I Towers.
0: Don't, I don't know that, and that is awful.
1: Which brings me back to the line that I said on, you were, uh, you were present for this line, where I said, you know what? I go, uh, go Mohammed Atta is the name everyone knows from that attack, but nobody knows the other like 11 dudes. And I said, Mohammed Atta is the Jeff Tweedy of 9-11, uh, because Jeff Tweedy is the only guy you know in Wilco. Uh, I might have said Jeff Tweedy was the Mohammed Atta of Wilco whatever the fuck. I, I'm a funny guy. You are. Um, I am no doubt. But uh, but white bread is terrible for you. Don't eat it ever, please. Um, I see there's a guy. So an Instagram account I just started following called sandwiches of history. And it's a guy who, again, it's one of those things where I see it and I'm like, of course, this guy's making money doing this. He's I'm fucking jealous that I didn't think of it. It's just a nice guy. He's a super nice, pleasant presence. And he just makes old timey sandwiches from cookbooks he found. So it's like from the 1917 Daughters of the American Revolution. We're making a uh, a turkey curry sandwich, and then he'll use it with exact their exact ingredients. And then, but he, it's all, and always they call for white bread. Most of them with butter on it. Like no matter what they're making, they put butter on the bread too. And I it's fascinating. I watch it every day because he does a different sandwich every single day. And he also has like a he has an Instagram for chips and Instagram for like he's got ten Instagrams for food. Um, which again, a cottage industry that I could have fucking done. I'm furious at myself that I did not. But I looked at it as low hanging fruit because everybody in the fucking world is doing it. Uh, but regardless, anyway, he, he puts white. Every time he shows the white bread, I cringe. It's like and it, ugh. and then he makes a half sandwich because he doesn't make a whole yeah. sandwich because he's not going to eat the whole fucking thing. So he makes a half sandwich. So it's just and he cuts it on the di- diagonal. So the it's a diagonal. It. Yes, but but it's one piece of bread. So if you cut a sandwich on the diagonal, that's fine. Because there's already stuff in it, but he has to oh. make the sandwich. I, I don't understand making a sandwich with one piece of bread. Just make them use two pieces of bread like a grown-up. No, Ugh.
0: especially if you don't want people eating white bread. What is your take on French bread? Because I can eat French bread all day long.
1: I like super hot French bread. Yeah, I like out of the warm,
0: warm French bread. Yeah, toasted fucking- warm.
1: Yeah. No, warm out of the oven. And when you put yeah. butter on it, it's just yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. That's
0: that's what I prefer to do it. But sometimes I will only have a loaf of white bread in the house. Can't eat, I can't eat wheat bread. It makes me really sick. It makes me feel nauseous.
1: Um, I, like, yeah, I, like, I like rye. I like 12 grain. That's usually 12, what I, hate, I eat. I
0: hate rye and 12 grain is like eating a bowl of fucking granola. Love it. Oh, God. Breaded granola. That's what it is. Breaded <laughs> yeah. granola. I hate it.
1: Well, that's why I but hate sourdough. But it's also like TMJ, so. You know I hate yeah. sourdough. I yes. can't stand it. Sourdough is fucking... Because I think I'm a super taster. I don't know if that's true or not. I have no idea. But I know, that, but the things that I don't like, did we talk about this on here? The things that I don't like are all in the same family. Yeah. Like, I don't like blue cheese. I don't like dark chocolate. I don't like olives. And I don't like sourdough bread. Those are all kind of in the same, uh, yes. that weird tang family. Because when I bite them, there's like, yay. It's, it's, it's like licking a battery. And I have no fucking interest in that. You know what I mean? It's just not good.
0: So what did you eat today? You didn't cook today.
1: Oh, fuck. Don't even, dude. <laughs> Remember I said that I, I would, I'm uh, coming home from the gym since I'm starving. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, I got food at the house. I should just go eat that. Well, I have, I literally have two dozen eggs in my fridge. Oh, we didn't make the decision today to go ahead and have four dozen or four, not four dozen. Jesus, one of my fucking Balboa. No, uh, I didn't have four, four fucking eggs. I was starving. and uh But also because I thought of something for dinner last night and then I didn't get it. So then in my brain, I'm like, oh, I got to get it for lunch. I can't wait. So I thought about it all night. And then I thought about it all day. And I went to the gym. I'm like, I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait to get this. Because uh, I hadn't eaten in fucking eight, 17 hours. There's a barbecue joint by me. Uh, Ooh, yeah, who barbecue. shall remain nameless. You oh, like, yeah. are you, you're like? on board with the barbecue I love stuff? barbecue. Okay. This place is fantastic. It's extremely good. They're... The meats are great. What they used to do, and this this actually bums me out, they've been open now for a couple of years. Um, you know, with the, the pandemic, they've probably been open for four years now because the pandemic always, I lose two years every fucking time I talk about it. Yeah. But uh, the first time they opened, they had, uh, you know what they had on the menu? Because they, uh, they had chicken, they had ribs, they had pulled pork, they had brisket, they had fatty brisket, but then they had bacon Ooh. on their menu. And not like crispy pieces of breakfast bacon. Yeah. Like a slab of fucking bacon that they would cook on the grill. And uh, I saw that and I was like, what is is that? I go, is that like legitimate? And she goes, oh, yeah. Because uh, the reason I went to this joint when it opened was because the chef had had a place downtown that everybody loved. And then he opened this place in the valley. So when they first opened, I went in there and uh, and I said, I, well, I'll try the bacon and a three meat plate, whatever the fuck. And they gave me the bacon and I was like it was crazy it was just it was it was like bacon flavored butter you know what I mean you can cut it with your fucking fork and eat it so what I would do is I would eat like the regular stuff and I would always save the bacon for last like a child like for dessert and then I would be too full and then the next day I would chop the bacon up and I would make rice in my rice cooker and I would just toss the bacon in rice oh my god I was making my own like rice balls with the bacon and so I actually went there like three times in two weeks like it was just and just got the bacon and then the third week I went back and the fucking he goes we got a new menu and the bacon's not on the fucking menu. I go, "Dude, what happened to the bacon?" He goes, "Nobody bought it." I go, "Are you kidding me?" He goes, "You bought it." He you goes, bought, "Nobody." You're the only one. And uh, he had replaced it with he goes, "Everybody kept asking for tri-tip." Because he was trying he was doing a place yeah. without tri-tip and doing a place without tri-tip in California, forget it. I mean, that's yeah. that's like not doing fucking ribs in Kansas City because everybody wants tri-tip here. That's their deal. So he he had replaced the bacon with tri with tri tip, and I was like, "God damn it, dude! What the hell?" So Maybe actually, you'll
0: find a truck that cooks it
1: <laughs> for forty dollars. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
0: I'm sure there's a truck.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, dude, a bacon. How great would there be a bacon truck? I almost thought there was a truck called Lettuce Feast the other day, and I was like, oh, it's got to be salads, right? I'll have a truck salad. That sounds fucking great." Dude, awesome. you, no, you know what? Unless your tomatoes taste like exhaust, you're not eating a real fucking salad. So I'm like, I'll get this. So I pulled over and I googled them before I got out of the car because it's too hot to go walk up and ask a question. And uh, it turns out it's a vegan truck. Yeah. And 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 that's all. F- I like. I went. Did I tell you I went to a vegan a vegan restaurant with my brother? Did I talk about that on here? I
0: don't know.
1: He, we all we were going to lunch for a while, and it was like, hey man, pick a place. And uh, he picked a place. He's like, go to fucking whatever the fuck's you know, Clark's on on Ventura. So we go to this joint, and uh. And he goes as we wa- we park and we're walking to it. He goes, "Oh, by the way, this is a vegan place." I go, "What the fuck are you doing to me?" And he goes, "What?" <laughs> I go, "Why would you take me?" He goes, "It's good, man. I swear, hey, man, it's really good. I promise." And I go, "Ah, oh, fuck that, dude." And then he sit down. And again, it everything's got an O ahead of it because it's not real. You know what I mean? Have the O chicken with, and they don't have an E in the chicken. It's like apostrophe N. Have the O chicken like it's some them. Look, I, we already went through a potato famine. I don't need to come to your vegan restaurant and have a second one. Oh, chicken, whatever the fuck. And they're making you know, just, just everything's made out of sawdust. It's like, man, fuck all this. And because and, they also do this too. They'll be like macaroni and cheese and it'll be like cashew cheese. What the fuck is cashew cheese? I don't, I don't. What kind of Dr. Mangala fucking bullshit are you doing in the back that you figured out how to make cashews taste like cheese and give it the same consistency and everything else. And so I, I didn't and, and let me tell you this, by the way, on the vegan menu, the jackfruit is doing all of the heavy lifting on the <laughs> yes, goddamn vegan yes, menu. Yes, it is. There's jackfruit ribs and jackfruit this jackfruit patties. It's supposed to be like burgers and everything's got in fucking, like I said, cashew cheese and fucking almond nut milk. What the fuck, man? I, wonder and, uh, what you ordered. I ordered fucking everything. We just ordered a bunch of shit. <laughs> I was like, all right. I go, you know what? Because the way I looked at it was like a scratcher lottery ticket. I'm just going to keep scratching shit until I find one that wins. I don't, you know, let's get 10 things and see what's good.
0: Was and, anything uh, good? yeah no dude it's okay you
1: don't have to answer that <laughs> yes it was good i that, okay. that's why i don't want to say it because some of it was actually yeah it was uh because because again it's jackfruit but they've kicked the shit out of it with cumin you know what i mean like it's not you're not biting into a jack because i had jackfruit once one time fucking me and jill were we in new york And we were walking through Chinatown, and they were like – it was the farmer's market. They were getting rid of stuff, and they had dragon fruit is what they had on the fucking plate. And it's – you know, she was just like, what the fuck? And we looked at it, and I was like, well, let's let's buy it. Let's see what it tastes like. I've never had plain dragon fruit. So we got in the hotel. We're like – we cut it with like a plastic knife, and we're scooping out the innards to eat the fucking dragon fruit. And dragon fruit tastes like nothing. It literally – it tastes – you know what it tastes like? It tastes like the memory of you paying a guy $3 for it because there is no (laughs) – fucking flavor whatsoever to dragon fruit unless some vegan chef gets a hold of it and then it tastes like chateau fucking briand i mean they don't they do some there's some magic wand they wave on it they got 47 different spices and they turn it into something else and you're just like "Eh, all right so i i told him i go dude you don't get to pick fucking lunch again fuck you you know what i mean uh he goes what it was good you liked it And i go yeah some of it was good but come on dude we're in, we're in fucking Southern California. First of all, there's tons of vegan places, all right? If I want to go to a vegan place, I can. But also, there's amazing fucking food up and down this yeah. fucking boulevard. God damn it. Uh, so, yeah. So, fucking. But, boy, do they love their jackfruit. They, they I don't know what, what told them that that was the magical ingredient that they could turn into anything.
0: It's texture.
1: Ugh. It, well, everything, it
0: everything in vegan food is texture. And again, if I have to work that hard to find texture, just give me the texture because I'm not that good at
1: cook. Yeah. (laughs) If I want texture, I'll fucking eat grape nuts or lick sandpaper or something like that. I don't need you to fucking, you know what I mean? I don't need a a 12 grain bread. (laughs) No, come on. But I, but I, but I do get that because I do like texture. Like somebody on Iron Chef, this was awesome. And I, cause I loved the idea. Uh, The secret ingredient was, uh, it was suckling pig or no, it was awful, awful. And someone made this guy made a plate a guy a chef Michael Cosentino out of San Francisco I believe or Chris Cosentino, and he chopped gooey duck. You ever see gooey duck? Yeah. All right. So gooey duck is like uh, it's got a very cartilagey type of it, you know you can make coins out of it when you chop it up. It looks like a giant cock. Gooey duck. It's in a shell, and when you crack it open, it literally because it has a giant truck and it bur- burrows into the ground. It's a clam.
0: Okay. Okay. There you <laughs> like, go. Like I need a. Little-
1: <laughs> but it's a clam that looks like a gigantic yes, I uncircumcised I do, I cock. I do know
0: what it is now that you say okay. that, yes.
1: So he takes it out and he fucking made the gooey duck. You got to boil it and then peel the membrane off and then slice it up into discs or whatever. But he did that. And then he also fucking blanched and crisped up pig ears. And he sliced those and he put them on top of the gooey duck. And he's like, this is a texture dish. And it was because the gooey duck and the and the and the pig ears kind of have the same texture, but a completely different taste. So it's like you taste the gooey duck and you'd be like, it's kind of salty, briny from the sea, and then you taste the pig ears and it's very meaty, and you're like, wow, that's I would I would love to eat that because of the contrast. It sounded pretty amazing. Uh, so I. When, in the hands that, of a fucking. By the way,
0: that's why I stopped going out to food with you. <laughs> i was like, you I can't talking? go to, I can't go to another restaurant where they're going to bring something out, and I'm like in shock that it's how a dare you?
1: What are you talking? When about? we
0: went to, was it Animal? Oh, oh yeah. my god. <laughs>
1: Then we got we had crispy a completely pig
0: Completely different experience
1: there. <laughs> well, I we literally brought,
0: went, oh, parts is parts.
1: <laughs> well, we brought we brought listeners there a couple times, yeah. I think, yeah. and uh, but I mean, it's like you can't, you're not getting out of here without eating a pig ear. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> just you know, we're getting a crispy pig ear, and you're going to try it, whether you like it or you don't. We're going to try the goddamn thing because we're in the fucking place. Like uh, I I I did that with my uh, nieces. I went to a place and I'm like, all right, if you go to a place with me, you got to try something. You're going to, I'm going to get something that's different and you're going to try it and you don't have to eat the whole thing. Like, but you have to bite it and chew it and, and like literally can't be like, eh, and spit it out. Like just, you know, be a big boy and fucking get through it. Uh, because it's
0: child abuse.
1: No, are you kidding me? That's what my uncle did when he took us to the Chinese restaurant in Chinatown. He's like, that get something child different. Child abuse. Fuck all that. He's like, get something different. Get anything different, man uh which you know i and it was delicious it was amazing it's always and look did i terrify an ex once because she saw them crack the head off the shrimp yes he was (laughs) because it was alive and moving and then they took it and you actually heard the noise as they tore the head off of it and then she was like i'm out i'm not i don't want it and i was like no you got to try it it's really good she's like no no because you know why a second ago he was benjamin (laughs) And now he's getting torn apart and chopped up and put on a plate. And I'm supposed to eat Benjamin. Can't do it. I because, you know, I you you develop if you see somebody moving, you immediately ascribe life to it, or you give it a name, or you think it's something, and you just go, hey, look at Benjamin, the new look at Benjamin the shrimp having a good time. <laughs> oh no. That fucking guy. Hey, Miss Chef Masato, you tore his fucking head off. I did. And mm. here he is with lemon. No! <laughs> And then they fry the shrimp heads, and it's like I it was. I took uh, <laughs> I took my nieces to sushi, and I'm like, we're gonna get the, we live sweet shrimp, and then they fry the shrimp heads. Like, you have to eat the shrimp head, and they're like, what? And I go, it's fried, it's crispy. I go, literally, it's like the best like snacks, salty snack you'll ever eat. I go, be careful because his his pincers and stuff are all sharp, so you got to bite those first. <laughs> Anytime you're saying, hey man, you got to bite the antenna off this thing first; it'll tear open the roof of your mouth. But after that, just go for the eyes. You know what I mean? It's, it's Terrible advice. I'm out. (laughs) Oh, there's shrimp brain in there and it gets all fucking, it's so savory. Oh, it's so good. Here's my
0: favorite thing when I said, what did you eat today? You had a big sigh. And now you've gone through eating uh, shrimp faces and pig's ears. And I'm like, I am scared to find out how your food went today. Well, it's
1: fitting fitting you would mention that. I'll tell you this, because fuck, uh, if I know I'm eating a pig ear and then I eat a pig ear, I'm thrilled because I just had a pig ear. But if I say, hey, do me a favor, bring me a birthday cake. And they bring me jackfruit and pig ears with <laughs> frosting on it and don't tell me. Yeah, and then I eat it. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, that's it. You just you because you anticipate you think you're so far. This is going to be good. And that's and it's funny that you would bring me. I can't believe you just brought me back to this. But sure enough, I I, uh, I was in the gym. I lifted hard today. We did fucking uh, what we do today. The chest and uh, tries and shoulders fucking hammered it. <laughs> and then I I split and then uh, so I was gonna go to AJ's the barbe that's uh, the barbecue place so I shouldn't say the name but oh, I just who did who cares who cares um, so uh, I went online because what, here's what AJ's has it used to have like I said they had the bacon they don't have it anymore but they have they have a thing they have brisket nachos because look they make dude they make breakfast tacos they make breakfast burritos all day if you want them now I will tell you this there's a new breakfast taco place right by my house. It used to have a location that was just in Hollywood and I would literally go to Hollywood for this location. But now there's one in the valley and it's dangerous because, holy fuck, I can't (laughs) believe I live this close to fucking home state that makes their own tortillas and has fucking egg, bacon and fucking and and brisket tacos. Oh, dude, dude. Bacon, egg and cheese tacos. Oh, my God. All right. So, uh. And and it's funny, because, like, I'm going to the gym and losing weight and stuff like that. And then these parts, I've talked about this on the show before, where I go, you know, it wouldn't be so bad to eat myself to death. Like, I mean, because I like food, and that's a pretty, that's a decent way out. You know what I mean? It's not jumping off a bridge. And, uh, I mean, death by breakfast taco sounds pretty fucking attractive when you really think about it. Put it on a platter. How would you like to die? You want to eat a bullet? No, but I'll eat fucking 100 tacos until my heart gives out. (laughs) Because then it adds the competitive aspect to it, too. You know what I mean? It's like I had a say in it. See, all of a sudden, I'm fucking cool and Luke. I'll eat 50 eggs and watch my heart explode. Let's fucking do it. If it makes drag line sad. <laughs> Shaking it here, boss. All right. So uh, uh, sure enough, I anticipated going to AJ's because they had uh, they also have the brisket. Nachos. So I took Lenny there two weeks ago for lunch. That's right. My revenge. He's like, oh, let's, <laughs> yeah. He's like let's go eat a field of daisies and like fuck you let's eat a cow So I took him the AJ's. <laughs> and he's he's always up for new new fucking places in barbecue so oh 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 well you know he he was at baby blues right remember yeah. when i was working there when i was driving yeah. his barbecue and i was driving and stuff yeah my niece works there oh cool and uh she's now a server and stuff in addition to going to college you know and and it's just like home for them like they've been going there since they were seven Years old, they would come over and just eat and like hang out with Lenny, and and it's just it's this second home, and they know the people who run it. It's just it's always had a very much of a family atmosphere because there are people who have worked there for a very long time, the cooks and the managers and stuff like that, yeah. and some servers. It's just and then other servers will pop in and go, "Hey, can I get two weeks just while I'm in town if they're away home from school or whatever?" And they go, "Yeah, sure." You know, it's just it's that kind of it's an amazing atmosphere. Certainly, they fucked me on my car, but at the same time, it's a nice place and the people there were really cool. So uh she works there and I, we went to the Dodger game on Friday and I picked up lenny and 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 uh my nieces and we're driving and and uh lenny lenny had to go to the airport and I was like uh, I go, oh well I go is baby blues open for breakfast yet because we'll go ahead and stop there and he goes you didn't hear and I go what are you talking about?" and he goes it burned down <gasps> what and I went, dude what when he goes two days ago and Anna, my niece just goes yeah. She goes. Uh, she goes. I worked that night because well, I'll tell you this. Uh, six weeks ago, Letterman went there for barbecue, and my niece waited on him. Uh, he called in an order and came and picked it up, and she 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 helped him. Uh, but anyway, so she's like, yeah, it was overnight. Uh, some spark, electricity, whatever the fuck, hit the pilot light, and the place was gone in ten minutes. And by the time fucking wow. all the by the time the fire department and everybody got there uh it was gone. There was nothing they they couldn't save it. And that place had like hand painted murals. It had all yeah, this different artwork. It had African artwork on the walls that they had they had grabbed and it's all of it gone, man. All of it. Wow. And I
0: hope they don't get fucked by insurance.
1: All contraire, they have been when I heard what the insurance was doing for them, I was like, this is incredible. They have incredible insurance. So uh he said he says they're rebuilding. And I said, he goes, I said, yeah? And he, I guess it was still in play, but they had just found out that it was a go. Like the insurance was covering everything, after the investigation had continued or whatever the fuck. And uh, and they're so they're they're going to rebuild, but it's going to take ten months.
0: I'm sure that I I don't think they'll do it in ten.
1: Well, I said to Lenny, I go, how are you? How are they doing that? Like, how do you? because they used to have a restaurant in san francisco these used to have a restaurant in philadelphia they yeah. had two other restaurants here that have closed one closed during the pandemic uh they sold the one in santa monica west west hollywood uh they're not affiliated with philadelphia or san francisco anymore like it's so this is this is basically the venice is the last of the original outposts that they had and it, it and so the owner dude is just like yeah man i'm i'm gonna do it like i mean why wouldn't i because also they have prime real estate in venice Like they, you know what I mean? Like they, it's on, it's right on Lincoln Boulevard at Rose. It's just, and it's a, it's a fucking spot. Like you would, every time you'd go by, there'd be people outside standing there waiting to get seated. So they were constantly busy and they're, so they're doing it. And, and so they're going to rebuild it, which is good. You know what I mean? Good for them. But I, I said, man, what are you going to do for 10 months while you're fucking waiting? And he's like, well, you know, I've been talking to them. They'll, they'll figure it out. But, but so they are, they're rebuilding. And, and wow. the insurance is taking care of it from what I heard. So, um, but, and again, everything was very preliminary because that's when I said the 10 months, like Lenny was like the initial thing they said was nine to 10 months, yeah. but they also don't know.
0: It, it, it'll be 18 months. Like It is just so hard to build in California. It's not funny. Really? It's just permits and problems and, you know, everything that was grandfathered in before now has to be You know, taken into consideration and new ADA laws and new, you know, are you higher than this or lower than that? And it's just, it's, and again, it's good that they're, that they're protecting people, but it, it makes it really hard. Yeah.
1: Well, I I was shocked when I heard it, so I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah, it was terrible. So, but Lenny's always up for barbecue, and I found there's a few places around here. There's a new there's a Memphis Grill place by me now that's real good, and and all their their food was amazing. Like I was shocked, and they make like homemade desserts, but I don't, yeah, I don't need a fucking dulce de leche cake. What the fuck? Um, My dessert is meat. I just want meat from a barbecue joint. But also, I can't eat. I will say this: like, it's not like I can get a three item plate because I it takes me four days to eat it. It takes me four days. I'm not joking to eat like, you know, half a rack of ribs and some brisket and some pulled pork and whatever the fuck it takes me half four days. But also by day three, I'm sick of the smoke flavor. Yeah. So then that's... I'm like, but I got all this food and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to eat this. You know what I mean? And so I kind of gacked my way through the last fucking couple of days. But so I, when I go, I don't order anything crazy. I, yeah. you, I just can't. I'll get I'll just get sometimes I'll just get like a half a rack of ribs and, okay. and th- that's enough, you know. Are you, are you going to say something? You just made it. In, you were nodding. And no, I'm, like, I'm what's laughing. Going
0: on? I, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I'm like, yeah, I used to be like, let's get the whole thing and we'll take it home. We'll eat off of it for a couple of days. And now I'm just, I, I am to the point of where food is just an enemy. So,
1: <laughs> food is my trusted friend. Food is well, an well, enemy to me. Me, you, and your sister went to that to your to your favorite place. Yeah. And I remember, I ordered a bunch of food and I was just like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I, sure. I think I took five forkfuls and then I brought the rest of it home. And again, yeah. I ate it for four days. Yeah. It's just not and especially I'm like that with food, food, but with barbecue, the flavors, the smoke, it's it's just you can't eat too much of it at once. It just I can't. don't
0: I don't like smoke flavored anything. I have yeah. friends who are just like the smokier the better. And I'm like, man, I'm allergic to smoke. And I can taste it and gag from it when I'm when it yeah. when it's cooked on a on a wood. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well there's but a, what did you have
0: for lunch?
1: Oh, all right. So AJ's <laughs> So one thing, you know, like I said, they make breakfast tacos, they make breakfast burritos, they got fucking ribs, they got, bris- They got, and so they just make this brisket nachos, so they make, dude, they make yeah. homemade queso, it's all true. right, like, I, I, which, again, is not for me, yeah. I don't like a liquid cheese, whether it's homemade or not, I'm sure it's delicious, but it's not, if I get the brisket nachos, though, they're on there, and, and, and that's fine, I can work around that, because when I took Lenny, again, so stupid, he got a three-meat plate with, like, fucking sides, and then he got... We got the brisket nachos to split, and they—they also—they don't fuck around. They—the food comes out in a wheelbarrow, tips over Fred Flintstone's car. And you're just like, what the fuck? Uh, It's—it's it's that kind of joint, you know what I mean? Which yeah. all barbecue places should be like that, and because there's a place called Bloodsos Barbecue that does the same thing. You order, they'll hand you your to-go bag, and and your arm will dip because you're not yeah. expecting just how fucking much food. Because they do, they don't fuck around. They give you a ton I of food. It. Yeah. Um, especially barbecue joints, you know, because and and look, it's half that weight bone, probably. But who isn't? Isn't, aren't all, isn't half all of our weights bone, probably? Um. So when I was letting a couple of weeks ago, I got uh they they serve something that is very rare. It's very hard to find. Don't spit water. It's very hard to find at at any place uh there are certain places but but it's like it's but the and the way they do it is because like i can get this at a diner sometimes or whatever but uh but regardless whatever they sell baked potatoes oh and uh again same deal of like you know hey i'm gonna pay 15 bucks for a fucking you know baked potato and i could make a potato at my house for a quarter i understand that yeah but it takes
0: three days
1: but exactly (sighs) right And then I got to turn the stove on in 95 degree weather. And everybody's like, use the microwave. And I'm like, fuck the microwave. It doesn't cook anything. It makes it hot. That's it. Like literally, if I, if you, if there was a worm in your potato, all right, and you put your potato in the microwave, you heated it up potato would be super fucking hot and you cut it open and then there's the worm and he's just like mopping his brow like fuck it's hot if he doesn't get killed if you cook him in the oven he dies that's fine that worm is dead but in the microwave he's just like jesus christ it's getting warm in here because that's all you're doing is just fucking blasting with cathode rays you know what i mean i gave the worm cancer i didn't kill him you know what i mean if i put a wormy potato in the fucking oven that worm is dead if i put a wormy potato in the microwave i gave him cancer and now i gotta take care of this motherfucker because it's my fault so I cut open this potato. I eat the half he wasn't in, and then I make the other. I fashion a cute little cancer bed out of it and I try to give him the drip. You know, you know, you know. You ever try to get an IV in a worm? Holy fuck, that is difficult and hard. And I say that as if those are two separate things, but they're not. Uh, so I don't. I'm not a microwaving potato guy, not at all. <laughs> when I was a kid, well, I've told this story before. We were, we made potatoes in the microwave, well, in the uh, in the stove one time, and uh, and. With, <laughs> Because because Lenny and I are the three Stooges, we put the potatoes on the you know you put the potatoes on the rack in the stove to to cook, and then he opens the stove, and uh, rather than put them on a plate, he's like ha 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 he takes it out hot hot and he tosses it to me ha 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 and then I have to put it on the countertop. We could have we could have eliminated that step. I didn't need to be involved at all. We could have taken a sheet pan or, or a, a hotel pan, if you will, some sort of plate and put it closer to the rack and just rolled the potatoes onto it and everything would be fine. However, we needed to add the Olympics. It was very important that we made the potato removal from the stove at an Olympic event and certainly a relay race of some sort. Hot, 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 toss. Hot, 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 countertop. Done. Again, you take me out of that equation, you bring a plate over, everything's fine. Well, one day we did it and, uh, you know, we were children because we were entrusted with making dinner far too early. like We were making hams at the age of eight, which is like, that's like dangerous for everybody involved. Literally, if you read a <laughs> cookbook, it'll say, nobody under the age of 10 should make a ham. And we did it, and somehow we survived. But we would put pork chops in, we'd take chicken, and you put butter and garlic salt all over it, you put it in the fucking, whatever. We had to cook dinners, because my mom worked. So uh, one day we made the potatoes, and and you know what? All of a sudden, get in position. Don't get a plate, don't fucking roll them up. just fucking let's do it. You go here, I'll go there, and it's like, Break. So he goes over. He opens the <laughs> oven and he grabs the potato. He's like, hot, "Hot, hot, hot, He tosses me. "Hot, hot, hot!" I catch it. Put it on the countertop. "Hot, hot, 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 hot. He tosses me. Hot hot, "Hot, hot, hot, I put it on the countertop. He takes the potato. "Hot, hot, hot, hot!" hot. Toss it to me. It hits me in the hand. I miss it. It hits the ground, and it fucking explodes like a hand grenade. <laughs> yep. Because for our Olympic event, uh, we were all set for the hot potato removal part of the relay race. <laughs> We had not remembered the <laughs> pierce the potatoes with a fork before you put them in the oven part of the race. <laughs> so I dropped one and it exploded where it, it burned. It was like napalm. I had, I had hot potato all over my fucking legs. And they're like, fuck, ha, ha, ha. And, it's like the, and also it went boom. Like it yeah. did, it wasn't a joke. It made a fucking explosion noise and it exploded all over my legs. And both of us freaked out. And then my fucking legs are being scalded by hot potato. And I didn't know, know why. And then we, you know, we cleaned it up and I'm like, oh, my legs. And I put some cold water on my legs. And we're like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden it dawned on us, like, uh, holy shit, we didn't pierce the potatoes. And uh, and we were like, wow, that was, and then we were like, that was really fucking cool because the potato blew up like a hand grenade. But then also at the same time we went, oh man, how close did we come to dying? (laughs) Because I had done, we had done two potatoes before that, man, two potatoes. we had if we had never dropped them we would have never known and perhaps we would have never learned to pierce them going forward so we learned a lesson that day it caused co- me some skin grafts but i learned a goddamn lesson that day uh but then we but we were both like holy shit. but then we looked at two potatoes on the fucking countertop like are they, are they a, is this a time bomb like do we pull a grenade is there a pin we got to put back in what the fuck? because now we it's all just danger now it's just not even dinner it's now danger but uh we survived we survived, thankfully. But I'll never forget it. It hit the fucking ground and it was like BAM! I'm like What? And then all of a sudden my legs are freaking hot. I'm like, ah, and there's potato all over them. oh my god, dude. It exploded. It a fucking potato exploded. It was gorgeous. Um so because we're again, why why the Rube Goldbergian potato removal system? Why the three stooges sketch to get the potatoes from the oven to the countertop? Just fucking put them on a plate. Ha ha, hoo, ha ha! Toss ha, hoo, ha ha! What what fucking clowns, man? Dude, don't ever be ten. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ten, you do the dumbest shit. It's fucking awesome.
0: Is that Batman on your glass?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I see it now. I have a there's a t here is a three I have a three glass rotation because it's a you see it's a giant uh, glass yeah, in the theater. Yeah. When I saw the Batman, this yes. was the this was the gift cup
0: yes. at the theater
1: and uh the other i have a gene simmons slurpee cup i have the batman <laughs> and then i have a paul stanley slurpee cup and that's they they each gets a week in the rotation it's hilarious uh yeah one of them had a spider in it a couple of weeks ago which was not good uh
0: but i still don't know what you had for lunch <laughs> we'll
1: I don't under- look at we'll how get are you there we'll get there doing? at
0: some point right <laughs> well
1: when i went with lenny i got a baked <laughs> potato a couple of weeks ago like it was it was more like a month ago probably three weeks ago And, uh, and I added, I'd usually get a baked potato from there and I would add brisket. I added brisket this day. I hadn't usually. And like I said, if you get a potato and you bring it to your house, it's a quarter and you fucking cook the goddamn thing. But like you said, it takes a month. So I'm like, fuck, let these guys make my fucking potatoes. And also, uh, it brings back memories because that's all food is, is texture and memories. And it brings back the ideal of, uh, I the best thing I've ever eaten in a ballpark. I've had amazing things in ballparks. They make really good food. They've changed the, the game with a lot of that. But when I went to Houston, Texas with my friend Jimmy Pardo, uh, they had a baked potato stuffed with barbecue. Like rib meat. And and it was a giant fucking canoe filled with you know the with fucking barbecue inside it and 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 butter and fucking sour cream and scallions, just load of potato stuffed with rib meat barbecue. So fucking good. Uh, I, and it was funny cause this is, this is fat me who had no shame. It was bad enough. I'm at a ball game and I weigh 400 <laughs> pounds. You know what I mean? Like people just look at me already like, who the fuck Jesus Christ, how is this Volkswagen walking through this fucking concourse? Uh, but then I ordered that potato and I ordered it like the seventh inning. It was like, I, we were hungry and I was like, fuck. Cause it was, I, I, we, we had hot dogs that were the fuck, but of course that's not enough. When I'm in a ballpark in a different place, I want to know what's weird there. Yeah. You know, like when I went to San Diego, there's you can have sushi or fish tacos, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's certain ballparks of certain things in in Philly. Uh, you know, they have cheesesteaks and all that stuff, yeah. the broccoli rob sandwich. Um, so I, I in Houston, I bought this potato and I ate it like a fucking taco. I mean, it was it was as big <laughs> as a Nerf football. And it's filled with barbecue and sour cream, but I'm just lifting it up with my giant paw and eating it like a bear pulling a salmon out of the river. I'm just fucking eating it with fucking barbecue. And, and, I, and I'm, and there's another thing, as you know about me, uh, fat is usually followed by slob. That's the pejorative. What's up? Oh, this fat slob. You know what I mean? So it's very important for me to be neat. I've, yeah. I never, I don't make a mess. I'm, I'm not that guy. Uh, when I would get into the chugging contests, uh, I never spilled a drop. Because you're not really chugging that at that point. You're just dousing yeah. yourself with a fucking liquid. Uh, and I always say, so I'm I'm a I'm a gentleman chugger. I'm a gentleman eater. Uh, I refuse to be a fat slob. I'm, because I'm already big. I can't help that. Or I can, whatever the fuck. Probably don't order that potato. But at the same time, uh, you know, I know there's it's a mess. This thing's a mess. But I have like 80 napkins. I brought 80 napkins with me. Um, and so, I, but I picked it up like a fucking taco and I'm eating it. And partner just looks at me he's just like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, because it's bigger than him, this thing. I mean, it's like <laughs> terrible. <laughs> So I, I went to work on it. So, so at this place, they have the baked potato. And uh, it, so here's the kicker on all of this. The baked potato, six bucks.
0: That's a good price.
1: With And that's with butter, sour cream, uh, onion, green onion, onion, and homemade queso. Uh, so I'm like, well, I, that's an amazing deal. Plus, you can get brisket or pulled pork inside this potato for just three more dollars, which is amazing. It's a really good deal considering yeah. a half rack of ribs is $18. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a potato with fucking meat in it, it's like, that's amazing. So uh, so I was with Lenny and I got a brisket potato and it was fucking glorious. Now again, did it take me three days to eat it? It did. So uh, But that's fine. I don't mind because, oh dude, sometime I'll tell you this because I've done this before. If you get a potato from them, I did this during the pandemic. Uh, and I do this a lot with leftover. You ever go to five guys and get their fries? No. Uh, Have you ever have you you heard the legend of the five guys fries?
0: I've had them once, but I don't go very often. No, it's
1: you open the bag and it's just it looks like the suicide forest in Japan. I mean, it's just eight million twigs. It is so they give you so many fries. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's you can't even carry it. It's so huge. So I would order those and then I would only eat a certain amount with my hamburger. And then the next day I would uh, I would dice up those potatoes and cook them with eggs. Oh, dude, those are good. Those are fucking good. They're so good. I'm the fattest man in the world. So, um, so I would do that with this, with this baked potato too, because then the baked potato's got like the butter and the sour cream and it's kind of creamy. So then you heat that up in the cast there and skillet. It's almost like you flip it. It's almost like, it comes like a, I don't want to say potato
0: pancake.
1: Yeah. Or a corn pudding almost. It's corn got that pudding, consistency yeah. like that stuff you get at El Torito, the little fucking that corn hitchhiker who comes on the side of your yeah. plate. Yeah. I love that stuff. Um, so, so I would just cook that in the skillet, whatever the like. So I have leftovers I eat. Um, so I was, I, for some reason I had the potato in my brain. I almost ordered for dinner yesterday and I was like, nah, I'm not going to fucking do this. Instead, I'm going to make two boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese and not finish it. What an animal. What a fucking animal. Uh, this, this, I should just communicate this podcast in bear growls because that's how I fucking eat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know how to, I can't do a bear growl, but I can do a Chewbacca growl and I lost my voice, by the way. I've, I don't know if you can, my voice sounds a lot better today, but if we would have done this show two days ago, forget it. I mean, I would, I would have had to fucking postpone, uh, because, uh, this weekend, if you saw on this, uh, this past weekend, there was a, uh, a tribute concert. Did you know this? I don't know. Perhaps you didn't iron. You're laughing at me and I don't know why what's happening. Um,
0: I'm never going to find out what happened with lunch. Oh, you
1: will. <laughs> Please trust me. I, I just remind me that, that I got to talk about lunch. Um, so on on Saturday, the Foo Fighters had a concert Yes, and it was a tribute to, uh, their drummer who has passed away tragically. And it was a six and a half hour deal. And my buddy Pat came over to watch it. And, uh, if you didn't see it, you should go on of your way to find it because there's always a tribute show. There's been like live aid. There's been all of these concerts. And, uh, I'm going to say that this is in the, this is in the top 10% of all of them. Now, first of all, you got to kind of like this kind of music. If you don't, then you're out and I totally get it. But, uh, the build of this concert from beginning to end, the scheduling of the acts, where they put them, it was, it was absolutely, you couldn't get any better. You could not do it any better. It was phenomenal. And Pat came over and, uh, Wolf Van Halen played on stage with, uh, with the Foo Fighters and, uh. Me and Pat were like, is he gonna do Van Halen songs? Because if you don't know, if you don't know this about Wolf, he doesn't do Van Halen songs. He played with Van Halen for years on the road, but now he has his own band, plays his own music. And if you haven't gotten his picked up his album, you should, because it's fucking great. And he plays every instrument on it, he sings, he's so good. He's just so talented. So he hasn't played Van Halen on stage. And On social media, he gets his balls busted all the fucking time by fucking pricks who are like, you know, you should just fucking call your uncle and then do Van Halen songs and stuff. And it's just like, dude, this is a 30-year-old man who's got his own career. He's got his own life. It's not his job. To put you back in high school, you know what I mean, and that—that's <laughs> all you're rooting. You're just trying it's to feel true. young. That's it. All you're trying to do, because look, you will never go broke in this fucking world selling people that are high school years back to them. Fucking never. You will make yeah. tons of. Do- look at motley Crew selling out stadiums. People don't give a fuck. They want to go to that bottom drawer and pull out that fucking tank top that they used to wear to concerts, and they want to go and smoke dope and let their kids stay home, and they want to yell the songs that they knew when they were fucking fifteen. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've said it before. Yeah. Nostalgia and pussy run the world. They just do. Nostalgia and pussy absolutely run the world. Um, For
0: men.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I've heard plenty of ladies partake in both, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, all right, let's talk about that. I hear no. what you're saying. <laughs> no, 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 but I hear what you're saying, and I understand it. But at the same time, the... Uh, pussy rules the world in making men make also bad decisions and rule against you guys and try to keep you down because they want to control what you can and can't do with your pussy. So that's yeah. that's a version of what I mean where I say it rules the world. It doesn't mean that it, it makes all the great decisions and it's in charge. It means that a lot of the decisions it's that just men objectified. make
0: objectified.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a lot it's of the decisions that the men make
0: It's objectified. It's worshiped. No.
1: Uh, it it's should hated. be it should be it should be is right um so i uh so wolf were like is he gonna play van halen songs is he gonna do it is he not gonna do it we don't know and he comes on, on stage they introduce him he's on early in the show and he fucking hits the opening chords of on fire off van halen one and i was sitting on my couch and max was on or not max uh, pat was on the chair and i i had pillows on me like just on my lap and i just fucking threw them in the air <laughs> And then and I was like, God damn it. And then he started playing and he, and he was great. That was the best part. He started the song, but then he was good. And I'm just, I'm punching. I have a cocktail bench. It's like soft. And I'm just fucking punching it. And I'm, like, garr, garr. And I'm like, God damn. I was so fucking juiced. And then I cried all through both songs.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Because he played, he played on fire and he played it perfectly. And it was, and here's the thing. Justin Hawkins from The Darkness was on vocals. So he fucking killed it. Josh Fries on drums, Grohl on bass, and then they didn't—they didn't slow it down. They played it the way Van Halen played it in '78, like fucking fast and just—just because just, you know, and when bands get older, they have to kind of—they drop a key. Like Max would always tell me, these guys are changing their fucking key because the guy can't sing that way anymore. All this different stuff. Well, Justin Hawkins didn't have to fucking worry about that because he's the guy from the darkness who will fucking shatter a glass like Ella Fitzgerald in a soap commercial, and he's fucking ready to <laughs> bust it out, and fucking—and then Wolf is playing on fire fast they played it fast it was cooking again because a lot of that 78 not a lot of but a couple songs off that 78 album have a little punk influence in it because that was what was going on in the 70s right so this song has a bit of a punk yeah. influence and in it. it was just fucking hard charging and then they finished and then they played hot for teacher and he again he nailed it he nailed the solos he nailed everything and he didn't he didn't fuck around they didn't change things he did it as a tribute to his to Taylor and a tribute to his dad and I went, I was out of my mind. I would have done a somersault if I would not thought it would break my back. I mean, it was just, I was so fucking happy. It was incredible. It was amazing. Um, why did I bring that up? Why did we talk about that?
0: I don't know. Because you wanted to avoid it. Oh, oh, because, why? all right. <laughs> so here's the thing.
1: No, wait. We'll get to lunch. I know we will. So then I, uh, so watching that six and a half hour thing, uh, it got me into a Foo Fighters jag. Because they the show closed with them playing like an hour set of their own with a bunch of different drummers, and so I, I made a playlist of Foo Fighters, and I played it all all weekend long, and I and I sang it. And as you know, uh, as I've talked about on the show, and you might remember this, there's one Foo Fighters song, uh, called "Best of You." Now "Everlong" is amazing. You have to sing "Everlong." There's songs that you have to sing, but "Best of You." you've got to really sing your fucking heart out. Like you've got to really belt it. It's just, it's, it insists that you do. I mean, there's, you just can't, you can't avoid it. There's nothing you can do where you're like, oh, I shouldn't do this. No, you fucking belt it. Right. So, uh, and especially the part, the whoa, whoa, you know, that you, you, and so all weekend I'm playing it. And I, I even went, to, I went to a fucking porno movie on Saturday night and I'm in the car, I'm heading down to, to the, the new Bev because they're showing a midnight movie. It's a porno movie from the 70s. And I'm like, I'll check this out alone, not like a creep. Um, And it's in my car, and I'm I'm very loud. Uh, I can't do it, so I can't do it here on microphone, whatever. Now, Best of You, so before I get into that, Best of You is a song that you have to sing, and and I have that philosophy. And twice I have had neighbors come over and have to talk to me about singing it and yelling it, and they can hear it inside my house. (laughs) (laughs) uh one time i did it in the shower one time i wasn't in the shower and literally different neighbors different times like three years apart came and were like hey what you can't you're screaming and we can fucking hear it in that goddamn courtyard because that (laughs) because i'm really really fucking loud i'm i'm like i'm enchanted with the idea that i could maybe break something with my voice like i i because i when i'm in a closed space I, it overwhelms my ears, even how loud I can be from like my diaphragm. Like if I fucking just yell, but and, and that there's a different thing, not like scream, like, wow. I mean, if you're coming from deep in your depths or whatever, you're just fucking belted out. Right. So, uh, so sure enough, I did it all weekend. I kept singing and in the car with the windows closed, I would do it as loudly as I could because I was like, I'm like, maybe I could break my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, but I, I felt that way. So then on Sunday, i was i was doing it and i my voice caught like i i blew something out i felt it too it was like once when i was a kid i was on a dead sprint the first base and i pulled a groin muscle and it felt like a guitar string breaking because i actually heard it go Tong! in my head and it was my groin muscle so it was like a, in my body i heard it go Tong! and i limped and i fucking i limped for six weeks or whatever the fuck so when i was doing this i was like what uh, and i it, it like kind of like almost like uh almost like if you clicked a gun like i felt something click in my in my throat and then i stopped and then i, I was like oh man that wasn't but it was more like oh man that was uh, <clears throat> and for like 3 days it was it sounded like it was weird it sounded like i had it, it like my epiglottis was all fucked up or my uvula was getting in the way of my words it felt like there was something in my throat that was impeding the words from coming out it was very strange uh, and I streamed like that on Twitch, and and people heard it, and they were, I was like, hey, my voice is kind of fucked up, but like, no kidding? And I'm like, all right, good. At least, at least I'm not a crazy person. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> how dare you? Um. So, <laughs> I ordered this potato for lunch. Finally! <laughs> how did I get it? I don't even know how I got into that, because I, I was talking about my voice. Oh, because you... She said about my voice. Maybe I don't even know. Whatever. All right. So the point is I, uh, I, I left the gym and uh, <laughs> I ordered it on, I ordered it on my phone. Right. And I was so excited. So I, and here's what I, here's my potato order. I get a, I get a baked potato and I get extra butter and I get extra sour cream and I get extra green onions and no queso. Uh, and I decided I would get some brisket cause I didn't have any protein yesterday. I'm like, you know, we'll throw some brisket in there. Uh, and there you go. And it said, and all right. And now, and so I ordered that on the phone and they're like, Hey, this will be ready in a half an hour. What? Fuck you. Make my potato. Like, what do you really mean a half an hour? <laughs> who you're open? Because they've been open for an hour at that point. Right. Uh, it was 1230.
0: So I shouldn't a the mad potatoes. Pota- they had a mad potato rush.
1: Well, apparently, or they just started them late, which is infuriating, quite frankly. And because there's that famous joke, you know, we used to go to a diner and they had uh, potatoes weren't ready till four o'clock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was a comedian. I think it was God, who was it? I think it was a guy from San Francisco. Warren Thomas, maybe, or no? Warren Thomas had the joke about Denny's. Where he's like, "Why is it even named Denny's? The name of Denny should be Hey, it's late." Um, you know what I mean? So I think that's his joke, but I don't remember who the joke was. It was a. I heard one guy originally do it, and then he heard a million guys do it about how uh, they don't have a baked potato until four in the afternoon. It's like, why? What is the guy with the recipe not there? He couldn't make it in. You know that that deal. <laughs> so when they said a half hour, I'm like, All right, it's fine, because now I'm coming. I'm in the car on the way there from the gym. And I figure it's gonna be grab and go potato. Let's fucking roll, baby. So now they've forced me to go to Gelson's and spend more money on salads. You you jerks, how dare you? Because I got to kill time. I'm in, I'm all sweaty and I'm all fucked up from the gym. So I go into Gelson's and I grab a I grab some uh, pesto tomato salad, which is delicious. I bet I get shrimp and cucumbers. I get a, uh, a street corn salad. Uh, and I'm, and I'm getting, I get And then they had yogurts, mango and whatever the fuck. I'm like, I get a couple of these and I don't even need to spend this money. I'm only doing it to kill time until fucking (laughs) Joe potato gets the fucking potato squared away. What the fuck are you doing, man? So, uh, I promise this lunch story will not, it will not ruin you. Poor Lily. She, she's so nice. Again, the reason she stopped doing the show was because physically she couldn't do it. So then I'm like, we, I getting spoiled because she's on the zoom now. So I'm like, I just keep talking and her spine is even more out of whack. Like I'm just making her sicker. I'm. I'm I, not. Not. I am. I am. Hard
0: to sit for more than an hour at a time.
1: I hear you. I. It's but I'm now. Hard. I'm. I'm your lead paint. I'm your asbestos. You're, you're I feel not. terrible.
0: <laughs> Tell me. I want to hear about lunch.
1: We're getting there. So anyway, when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no. I. So I go to. So I go to Gelson's. I get all the things I gotta get. And then I pull up at the old. Uh, at the old barbecue joint, which is just right kitty corner from there. I think that's the word we'd use. And I pull up and I walk in. And uh, they're putting the finishing touches on it. The guys, like we're just about done, and I'm like, I, it's literally been a half an hour. How how dare you? But whatever, <laughs> they're making my potato, and I've said it's great. And I, you know, when I paid online, I tipped them, and let's we can talk about that real quick. Uh, I I love tipping people. During the pandemic, I was tipping everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, but now, uh, tipping has gotten uh, bananas because like they have a they have a tip chart by 7-Eleven. I think I talked about that on here. Yeah. Uh, there also be like someone will like you'll order something and someone will turn the thing around. It'll start. It'll be an automatic 20 percent tip. And you have to be the one who changes it or whatever the fuck. And it's like people should be tipped for what they do. I totally think so. If they're waiting tables and stuff like that. And I also tip for takeout. Like I just tip. I tip a couple bucks for takeout. I always have. I've, as you know, I worked for tips. So to me, it's always tip. It's the way to go. But now I've, my thinking has evolved a little bit in that over the pandemic, we were told by restaurant owners how much trouble they were in all the time and how terrible it was, and they put, the, put these people into a juice press and made them work their fucking asses off. And then they told us to basically pick up the tab and start tipping these people. It's like, why don't you pay these motherfuckers? Great. And they wouldn't have to be asking for fucking tips. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I won't tip. I want to tip and I overtip, but at the same fucking time, uh, I don't. My beef's not with the employee; it's with the fucking restaurant owner. It's like, why don't you pay them all four more dollars an hour? and not pass the fucking thing on to your customer and the shame of having to push a button or change a tip. It's ridiculous. But then also, like I said, you go to these fucking joints where they, they want like seven 11 wants a tip or whatever the fuck you're like, what do you, what did you do? jaquette uh, jacques. That's what I say. I go a little French. All right. So, uh, so I tipped these potato guys. I tipped Joe potato. I walk in, it's done. Finally. I grab it. I go, hey guys, how you doing? Feel free. I go home. And in my head, I got the big decision. I'm like, all right, I'm fresh out the gym and I'm fucking sweaty and sore. I go, do I take a shower here? Or do I just dive into this fucking potato? God, I can't wait to eat this potato. Uh, but if I take a shower, you know, it'll and it, it, and it, but it's okay. It gives the flavors a chance to blend in. It gives the sour cream a chance to say hi to the cheese. It gives the green onions a chance to say hello to the butter. They all become friends. There's it's a whole, it's a whole fucking orgy of condiments with potato and it's fucking perfect, right? So I'm like, maybe I give them a chance to blend. And, but then by the time I get home, I'm like, fuck you. I'm eating this potato. I'm starving. <laughs> so I change out of my sweaty clothes and put on old clothes, out of the, out of the, which I pull them out of the basket. Because, look, I live alone, and fuck you for judging me. But I grab so like, a pair of old shorts, and I grab an old shirt, and I throw it on. And I'm like, here we go. And I'm going to watch some Food Network while I go ahead and eat this potato. I'm so excited. And uh, the potato is in, he's, he's in, in a plastic house. And then he opened it up, and he's in a cardboard house. He lives in a cardboard house, but then that's encased in a plastic house. So I open that up and I try not to break it because I have to reseal it and put it back in the goddamn fridge. And uh, and there's my fucking potato glorious steam. Hits me in the face. Awesome. Grab a spoon. Grab uh, I grab uh, some water, ice water. But then I go, we got to make ice. So I got to make ice, whatever the fuck. And then I go and I sit down. I turn on my Iron Chef and it's uh, Michael Simon against Nate Appleman. And they're having suckling pig battle and i can't wait to watch this and sure enough uh so then i sit down and i lean back and i put my feet up on the cocktail bench that i had previously punched and i put some pillows in my lap that i had previously thrown into the air a couple of days ago and i bounce the potato right in front of me because right then it's easier to eat because it's not going to fall and uh and i take a big scoop of potato and i'm watching it and i put it in my mouth and i know fucking instantly that something is wrong like I'm waiting for the comforting taste of butter and potato and sour cream and onion and cheddar in this unholy alliance of delicious lunch. And I put it in my mouth and I'm just like, ugh, like I, I knew it wasn't bad. It didn't taste bad. It was just wrong. It tasted fucking wrong. And I went, what the fuck? And there was sour cream on the, on the top of the plastic house and also on the side of the plastic house and i so i ate it and i was like what the fuck and then i knew instantly i was like oh man no no way and i swallowed the mouthful of potato that i took and i took my finger and i ran it across the sour cream that was on the top of the plastic house i put it in my mouth it was mayonnaise
0: oh oh
1: i had asked for extra sour cream oh. And they had covered my baked potato in fucking extra mayonnaise. Oh, and it was this thing. I, I will tell you, this, I came in my house and it was dark. Like the blinds were closed because I was just sitting in the dark air conditioning like a fucking mushroom eating. Because I don't want anybody to look in and go, wow, look at that idiot housing a potato. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. fuck that. But it was and I immediately because look, I will tell you this. I like mayonnaise. OK, I don't have a problem with it, but it's not fucking sour cream and it doesn't belong in a goddamn potato. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if you're going to eat pussy and you put your f- tongue in an ass, you're just like, I like them both. I was just expecting the other. You, you know what I mean? So I, I fucking, I swallowed it. I'm like, ugh. And then I did, I wanted to make sure. So I, I like put my finger like on the sour cream on the or the, whatever the white stuff on the potato was. I licked it and I go, no, fuck that. This is mayonnaise. It's either mayonnaise or some kind of like dressing. It's not, it was not sour cream. Because the whole point of getting a baked potato with butter and sour cream is their friends. They all play extremely well together. The onions yep. add a little crunch to it. It's yep. just, it's perfect. And I knew instantly when I put it in my mouth, I was like, huh? And so then I went into the kitchen and I opened the blinds so I could look at it. And you could see that it wasn't white, like sour cream. It was tinged yellow, like mayonnaise. It has, cause it has egg yolk in it. Yep. And yeah. And I was like, son of a, bitch like I was so fucking because again it's an honest mistake you yeah. know what I mean I mean look if there's nobody else in the restaurant and you have to take 30 minutes to make a potato of course you're going to mix up the condiments that's exactly how it works <laughs> I mean look if I tip you for nothing of course you're going to fuck up the author. why why wouldn't you and I'm telling you man I and I, I wasn't mad because again like I said I mean if it would have been like spoiled sour cream or something, it would have been a different story but it was just like it's ruined and so I called them and uh, <laughs> I said, hey, look, man, I picked up a potato there like 20 minutes ago. And the guy goes, Michael, <laughs> which would indicate to you just how busy they were for lunch. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, uh, I ordered a sour cream and extra sour- I dude, there's mayonnaise all over my potato. And the, the funniest thing is like people, because this was the, this, the counter dude, not the chef, not the guy who made yeah. my food. And when they're all cool with like, Hey man, you need utensils. How about a bag? Take this, enjoy your meal. See you next time. But the second you give anybody a problem in that capacity, they, their brain fries, like yeah, I could practically hear the smoke come out of his ears. Cause he's like, what? And I go, yeah, there's, there's mayonnaise, not sour cream on my potato and it's all over it. And he goes, Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and I said, okay. He's like, so, um, all right, let me, let me. Go talk to someone. And he puts me on hold. Uh, and I don't understand. Because, again, I've worked in those kind of things. And you, immediately you just go, oh, man, I am really sorry. Hang tight. Let me see what we're going to do about that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. that. It's an instinct. It's easy to do. But he just, he didn't know what to say. He was, And also, I gotta admit, maybe he was just completely freaked out that somebody got a mayonnaise-covered potato. Because it, <laughs> is, it is, that is not something you expect to have fucking happen. And he comes back on the line, and he's just like, oh, well, you know, he goes, um. He goes, we could refund that for you uh, or if you want another, if you want another one, like, you know, and I go, no, I want my lunch. (laughs) And he goes, okay, well, if you want to do that, you can come in. And then, you know, and and the, the chef is over there and he goes, we're refunding it anyway. And the counter guy goes, oh, oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll just refund it. And then if you want us, we'll make you a new one. I go, that would be really great. Thanks he goes, okay, great. And the chef's like, yeah, you, you, hear really, me. He's like, he goes, you refund it. You don't give them a choice. And the, and the dude's like, okay. Cause he doesn't know there's now these on the phone and someone's talking to him. So now he's going to just lay in the fetal position and cry. Cause he did not handle to pull fucking jobs anymore. Uh, and, and he hung up and he was super nice again. And then I, so then I had, now I got time to take my fucking shower. And I can't lift my arms in the fucking shower, so I did. I fucking jerked off and I got in the shower and I got ready and I went and picked up my fucking potato and I walked in and I br- and I brought the old potato because that was another thing. When I used to work in food places and people would be like, "Yeah, you fucked up our order," we'd be like, "Cool, man, come in and get the new one," and they wouldn't bring the old one in. Now look, we were never gonna take the old one. We'd always be like, "Just eat that pizza." Yeah. But as but me because I'm fucking bananas, I'd be like, "See the mayonnaise potato? Behold the mayonnaise <laughs> potato." I, I, I don't want them to think that I'm fucking with them and trying to get over, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and also, what am I going to do with a mayonnaise-covered potato? What the fuck? If it's like they put sausage on a pepperoni pizza, you'll eat the fuck out of that. But uh, but I brought the potato in, and the guy just, I was like, and it was that thing where I've been doing very well for myself recently where I'm not apologizing for things that aren't my fault. Uh, There's a story I'll tell you I can't tell you today, but I'll tell you next week if you're still here. And uh, <laughs> where the thing where there's there's been these situations where like, i could go a completely different way and i usually would in the past but i've completely decided to be a different person with a different approach and it's working for me in this way in this this way uh, i'm glad i learned it in 55 it's great <laughs> so i didn't come in and so i didn't do this i also didn't go hey you can taste that like if you want to see if it's mayonnaise or whatever you can totally taste it like like i'm lying and i want to prove to them that it's because normally in the old days i would have done that hey look i brought it back look like, if you want to taste it you can see i'm not i'm not lying i apologize you know what i mean i just uh so I didn't I didn't apologize at all, but also I didn't blame them because no, it's a mistake. Yeah,
0: it's a mistake. So
1: I came in, I go, here you go. And he goes, Great. He goes, and the guy goes, I'm getting it, I'm fixing it, I'm almost done. And the chef, he's looking, and he takes the brisket and he goes, dude, I'm gonna load you up with brisket. And he chops a whole bunch, he pours, puts it on, then he puts the sour cream on, he looks at the bottle, makes a big show of going, hmm, with a jeweler's <laughs> loop, you know, dumps it all over. And he goes, Yeah, he goes, I'm putting a lot of brisket on this for you. And he fucking finishes seasoning it, whatever, the extra sour cream, the extra onions. And I saw him. He got fresh onions because there was, he picked up the, the one onion container and he took the one underneath it that was full at the top. And he put those on there. I saw him. He was he totally did everything he could to make me comfortable and give me the best product. And then he walked over to the counter and he goes, oh, man, I loaded that up with brisket for you. And i said awesome great and the one dude goes do you need a utensil like no i'm going back home it's totally fine and he goes to put it in a bag and i go guys i appreciate it i'll see you next time and he goes man i t- you know what i put a ton of brisket on there for you this time and i went as long as you didn't put mayonnaise on it i'm happy because i don't need <laughs> you the fourth time i don't need to thank you for going you know what i mean like no offense but like this was not, not my mistake and also i want the potato i like I, the brisket's an afterthought <laughs> Like, if you would have put a potato on a potato, like a goddamn double potato action, that would have been fucking sweet as hell. If he had said, I got a lot of potato on that potato for you, I would have, been, would have been fucking perfect. But also it was just he kept he was trying to please me, but also he wanted me to go. That's cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. I'm glad. Uh, and I just kept going, you're the best. I'll be back. Uh, we got a lot of brisket on there. for. And I just and I just went, look, as long as there's no mayonnaise, I'm thrilled. And then I felt like a dick for saying that. You know what I mean? But It was like it was the fourth time he was wheedling me for a fucking it's OK. Don't worry about it. Um, and I'm a child and I'm 55, and I'm the oldest man <laughs> alive. It's so pathetic. Uh, you good? You, you okay? No, I'm not. Uh, well, let's talk about neo Well,
0: I just want to make sure though, when you got home and you ate that potato, was it in fact potato and butter and onions and sour cream and brisket?
1: Well, when I got at home, I will say this I did not obviously i tasted whatever the sour cream was first and it was sour cream and i was like willing to trust that the rest of the potato was stacked properly (laughs) so i dug a spoon in and i ate it but i will say this i normally get fatty brisket whenever i go get brisket from a place Uh and uh and the brisket i got he gave me an end and so there was uh, a little crunchy little chewy and again this i don't give a fuck. again like i said that was an afterthought it wasn't bad it didn't ruin my potato experience uh but it was like i wanted because then but then i did want to call him back and go hey you really loaded this up with brisket the brisket you can't give away you know what i mean it was just but that's because true.
0: some people really like that that is their
1: well and i the like brisket
0: is the best for some yeah people.
1: it's like and lasagna like i fuck you yeah. gotta love the crispy lasagna that's fucking amazing you know what i mean the stuff on the outside but but this other one i just was like yeah uh the brisket was a little chewy Had a little a little beef jerky to it what
0: i have been with eddie for what 13 years long time 12 years I made lasagna and by the way I don't make lasagna I heated a frozen lasagna for us.
1: <laughs> exactly
0: and I cut it and I put two pieces on the plate and I handed it to him and he looked at me and this was like three weeks ago and he looks at me and he goes I would like an end piece and I went what and he goes I just would like an end piece and I went you can have any piece you want." And he goes, "I know, but normally you take the first piece and then you cut a piece for me, but I really would like an end piece." <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> we've been together for almost 14 years and yeah. you're just now telling me you want the crunchy side of the lasagna? <laughs> I'm like, I feel terrible that you haven't, I go, I don't care. I just usually cut a small piece for myself and then a little bit bigger piece for you because you like a little more. I go, yeah. cut the first piece for you. I couldn't care less. And I just, <laughs> and I literally just went our entire relationship. I've been stealing the crunchy lasagna. Yeah. And literally I was like, I feel bad. And he goes, don't feel bad. I just want an end piece right now. And I'm like, okay, just now. And he's like,
1: well, no, i you know well and he's he's a lovely man i mean oh, because you know he you,
0: literally is like you made food thank you yeah he's he's that he's like i will eat anything you put on the plate for me except a tuna casserole
1: he but, hates but a yeah tuna but, casserole. but also to his and again he's a lovely guy and yeah. and he's just a good person but also you are an emotional house of cards so like he, he knows <laughs> that if he's going to be like Hey man, I like the crispy lasagna. He you may not talk to him for three days. You know that what I mean? Not you might true be, at all. I you literally might looked at him and I go,
0: You can have you can have any. I go, Do you want me to just eat the center and give you all the edges? I would do that for you. I love you. Yeah. And he goes, No. Well, because he's not literally... looking for
1: special treatment, but he also like But it but... was like
0: 13 years for him yeah. to say, you know what I'd like? A crunchy end <laughs> just made yeah. me laugh.
1: And in your brain, you're just like, Holy fuck, for 13 years I've been giving this guy the wrong lasagna. What the fuck? <laughs> How is he so I, still here? Why is not he left? I
0: kind of did, kind of think that in my head, and yeah. I'm like, I'm the worst cook in the world, and I just,
1: <laughs> I could have
0: made you happier by just giving you crunchy lasagna on the end. Oh, it was too funny, but I mean, again, people always say to me, "Do you and Eddie fight a lot?" I'm like, we don't fight. We don't. No. That was literally his, like, you know, it's been a long time since I've had an end. I'd like an end. <laughs> literally, it. That's awesome. No resentment. No. It was really funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because again he's a good guy and he just That's he's not, you know uh and like I said he, he also knows if he says best. it, you never know.
0: No, I, um, I, I have been banana cakes because of the whole neo burlesque deck and whether it's going to fund and whether it wasn't going to fund and what am I going to do if it doesn't fund and how are we going to figure out what to do and I really have spent seven months of my life on a project that hopefully would make me money in the next six months but if that doesn't happen I've wasted seven months and I have no money for the next six months and I mean I've I've been batshit wacko Sure. I just, I, I'm like, I have no idea if it's going to fund or not. And I, you know, I kind of decided it probably wasn't gonna yes. about four well, days.
1: You, you made that very clear when we would talk, you'd be like, yeah. you know, this isn't, I wouldn't talk about it on the air, but I, you know, I would say, look, you, you know, you got a brave face it here and you just be like, well, it's not going to fund. I know it's not. And I understand See, that the part of that is a, is a defense mechanism. You know, it's, that it's thing not a like,
0: defense mechanism. I was screwed because Facebook Blocked me for 30 days, which, by the yes. way, 10 minutes ago, I got my Facebook account back. I, I need to go online right now and post all of the things that I wanted to tell everyone for the last 30 days. Just one post where I'm just going to tell them all, you looked great. Your hair looked awesome. That was a great picture of you. <laughs> Dump him. Just going to put a post up like that. They can figure out who's what. Um, but no, I literally was like, "We when when I looked at the last Kickstarter and the statistics of Kickstarter, we were four thousand dollars away from from potentially funding you get emails from backer companies and they're just like hey it looks like you're going to hit seventeen thousand dollars at the rate you're going because even with a surge at the end you're probably not going to fund and you just kind of go fuck right fuck i hate facebook they wouldn't let me buy ads they wouldn't i have five thousand friends on facebook i can't talk to yeah. You know, and you're like, do I just start private messaging people going? Hey, I haven't talked to you in a couple of days because i am banned on Facebook. And by the way, I have a deck of cards you need to go buy right now because I'm not going to fund. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I can't do that either. <laughs> and and we rallied at the end. And in the last three days raised uh, almost 25 percent of it, which is unheard of. Normally you, you do about 15 percent at the end.
1: Um, True. But I but I will say uh, and again. I'm only saying this in uh, everybody's terrific and everyone Amazing. back to your friends, everybody, you know, but, uh, but I think a heroic response from people who listen to this podcast, I, 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 I do. We have
0: so many zoom phone calls
1: to make if they want them. That was another thing. I think cause that was the vibe I got was that nobody really, really oh, they were like, we're giving by, by our several buddies, of them do several of them do. Yeah. That's fine. If anybody does, I'm again, I'm happy yeah. to do it. That's totally great. We do know somebody who did also do the $500 level uh and but then he didn't want any rewards and because he texted me he's like hey man i just closed the deal on Lily's it was kickstarter it was i was amazing. playing poker yeah and i was like i was like fuck dude that's incredible that was on thursday yeah and um and he, and i saw the amount that he gave yep and i knew i was like oh, it looks like i'm flying to seattle and i was like that's fine and he's i go i go so he goes, but you know what? He goes, I did it anonymously because I don't need any of the stuff. I don't want her to spend money on shipping and everything. And I go, I prefer to think you just didn't want me coming to Seattle. I'm mean, not <laughs> clearly. That's true, true. And he's just like, he laughed and he's like, no. He goes, I know what a hassle it is for everybody. He goes, I just, yeah. he goes, believe me, he goes, I have so many Kickstarter rewards in my house that are yes. unopened. He goes, there's no reason for me to get the other. Yes. Uh, so he did say, though, that he he was very important that I got to see the topless calendar that he got. So I just get to <laughs> Okay, you know, I'll, I'll show it to be, you right now. <laughs> I need to be able to see it. That's very important. So just text me the photos. Right
0: <laughs> no, I can't do that. I will um, show it. To, I'll show it to you right now. There oh, you go. Hold on. A look Wait at the a pictures. Um, no, that was really sweet. And I and I will say that I had a lot of people make like just a twenty dollar donation or a thirty dollar donation. And be like, I don't want a deck of cards. I want to see you succeed. And that was overwhelming this yeah. time. Um, that was really nice. And I had a couple of friends that did drop in quite a bit of money or they would do an extra two hundred dollars to make sure that it happened. Sure. And, and again, I mean, had I been on Facebook, this might have funded with more sales. But I don't care because I funded and people believed in it, and I'm really truly grateful to every one of you out there who pledged or bought a deck or a keychain or a topless calendar. Thank you very much. My yeah. my little cold heart is very very warm and happy right now.
1: Well, it made me it made me happy that that people stepped up. I mean, and people yeah. are always very kind and stepping up. Jeremy, the guy who who closed the deal for you, that dude, I, I can't even. There's, <laughs> I always joke that he and Ahmad are, uh, they're from Emerald Alawadi LLC. That's the parent company of Mike Schmidt. <laughs> uh, because Jeremy lives in Seattle, that's the Emerald City, and then Alawadi is, is Ahmad's last name. And so Emerald Alawadi LLC, they're the only reason I'm still talking to you guys to a certain extent. Because, like, the only reason I'm on Twitch is Jeremy. He literally bought my computer. And then he comes in once a month. We call him Stream Dad because he'll show up <laughs> and he'll give out. subscriptions and then I'll leave. He's just an unbelievably kind guy. Just like a mod is an unbelievably kind friend. Uh, And when people step up and do good things for you, you're just, you it's funny because I, for a long time I would be almost shamed where you're just like, fuck. Um, But then you come around to the gratefulness and you're just like, Jesus Christ there. And then it's, this will sound dumb. You get the Sally field phase where you're like, well, you like me. I mean, you, you really like me. There's a reason you did this. This is pretty cool. Um, people are astonishing and and in their generosity and in their attentiveness and in their willingness to just step up when you ask and they just say, okay, you know what I mean? And we joke all the time, I do anyway, that we're going toward this. This is going to be a charitable, a charity-based economy. You know, GoFundMe and Kickstarter are going to pay for everybody's medical bills by the time, you know, they, they must be the largest health insurance people in the world. Um,
0: GoFundMe go is. And people are always...
1: Yeah. And people are always, but people are always kind enough to step up and do good things for people in need. And while you may not have been in need, they love you and they love what you've done. And so they're willing to, to make sure that you can make a living.
0: There, there are angel investors. There are, there are investor investors. There are people who are like, we, we just want to see people succeed. I I don't know if I've ever told this, but when I started the Hollywood burlesque festival, Um, Richard Simmons, um, was an angel investor. He literally, I was going to his workouts and he basically said to me, how are your festival sales? And I said, well, you know, it's, it it is what it is. You're in LA and it's the first year. And he goes, I want to do something for you. And I said, why do you want to do something for me? And he goes, cause you do stuff for people. He goes, my mom was a burlesque dancer and I went to his house and he handed me a check which was the seed money for the festival.
1: Yeah. And you just,
0: you just go, there are people out there who have succeeded and know that you don't succeed alone. Right. No one succeeds alone. Nobody pulls themselves up by the bootstraps. It's always either people supporting you or you're taking advantage of people and you're working them for minimum wage and making them do slave labor and exploiting their labor. Because that's the yeah. only way you get super rich. It really or they, is. Or they
1: give you the seed money and then they go, okay, I want approval of everybody who's in it. I want to go ahead and say this. Yes. I want to talk about this. And, yeah, and
0: yeah. literally he came and he showed up and he was like, this was really fun. I'm glad you did it. And I hope it's successful. And and it was just like, holy crap. There are really nice people out there who want to see people succeed. And right. I we're very fortunate in the arts that that there are a lot of Great people out there that are capable and able to do this. And again, it's one of the things I always said, if I, if I ever struck it rich with any of my businesses, I would feed other businesses, even Monday night teas. I was like, come learn how to produce, start your own show, be my competition, make me be better. I was never like, you know, uh, hiding, you know, you give and everyone succeeds. And, and I just feel very grateful that there's a lot of people out there like that. And we are both very fortunate that people believe in us.
1: It's, it's, um, you know, I, I, words can come easy to me. So sometimes, like I say, talk can be cheap. I don't ever want to think that people think that what I'm saying is some rote patter, Uh, whenever I thank them or I say how unbelievably grateful and astonished I am that people still give me money to do this after however long and are able to fund you for what you want to do. Um, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I've said it in the past, anybody who's ever given a dollar, anybody who's ever laughed at anything I've said, anybody who's ever downloaded. Thank you. You're incredible. And you've, and look, if I, if I, betrayed them a little bit recently by not doing shows or climbing into a hole or whatever the fuck happened to me. Yeah. I, I, and I'm shamed by it and I'm disappointed because of all the help people gave me in the past. And now, you know, cause I've had people leave the Patriot and they're just like, you, you stopped producing stuff. So we got to yeah. bail. And yeah. I told and I got that. I was never mad. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm mad at myself. Cause as I said out loud to you and I, I'm by myself, if you give people a reason to forget you, they will. And so for people to step up whenever and, and, subscribe on twitch or fund your unbelievable project or even listen or send me money or just just when i've been so bad at communicating with people or i don't reach out i don't answer i get all those things and i can't believe people have stuck around this long there's 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 some something they get out of it something they see and uh and i've made friends along the way who want mm-hmm. to see me succeed and and like I said, it embarrasses me that I closed my one man show in 2011 by saying, well, you know what, I'm going to I want to prove to everybody that they didn't back the wrong horse and I want to be the right guy. And here we are 11 years later. And I'm still, if, if anything, still stuck in the mud a little. But bit, here you know?
0: are 11 years later, still doing it. Yeah, but not. And, and that's the thing. I mean, I when I looked at my career going, is my career over now? What am I going to do? How am I going to? It's like you find the thing that works and you keep going. And, you know, guess who's back? is back.
1: <laughs> Guess who's back? Back in town. is back. But you yeah.
0: are, and you're back doing it again. And, you know, maybe me coming here and him helping me fund and us getting back together on a on a semi-regular basis has motivated, and it all came together the way it was supposed to come together right now. Look, the <sighs> pandemic sucked for everybody. I'm yeah. surprised anybody was doing anything during the pandemic.
1: Well, the first year of shows on the pandemic were fucking awesome because I was I was filled with fucking rage and mad at you know people who wouldn't wear masks and the protesters all the shit. Yeah. I, one guy, there's a listener. He works at a at a grocery store and he took a chunk of what I said and he shared it. He goes, "Hey, he goes, For all my friends who work with me are working grocery stores. You got to hear this." And he played and he had the chunk on his Facebook page and yeah. people were like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And I'm just like, it was just, it was amazing. It was really cool. But then, yeah, after. year or whatever you're like nothing's changing man yeah it just kept going um yeah so um we grow we change we did and and i'm I'm enjoying the fact that you're joining me and and talking uh and all it cost you once again was your physical health or (laughs) left of it so that's good news (laughs) and on that
0: note (laughs) you're gonna have to
1: be in a hammock or a grave i don't know which one you're gonna be broadcasting from uh well you're I'm, very nice I'm happy again. to
0: be here as long as I can it's just once once well, we hit the one and a half hours I can't sit any longer I can't hold my head up any longer stand up baby start
1: walking around
0: uh, I, then you're I'm, like where are you going
1: <laughs> but also I and also I'm making you do it at night which doesn't help maybe you know, if we did an earlier time or but, whatever the fuck so
0: look you know. it's been a great show it's been fun and you finally told me the mayonnaise was the problem
1: well well tell me that after <laughs> we, we still got an hour left so when we're done at the end I'm of that done. hour I'm pardon me Excuse I'm me? Out. What are you I'm saying? Out. How dare I'm you? Out.
0: What the? No, it, it is right now. It is 1104. We have been going for two hours. We truly okay. have. And well, every, good. every moment of it has been a blast, but I'm just at the point right now where I can't, I, I mean, if we could take a 20 minute and I could go lay down and come back, maybe. But
1: <laughs> No, it's it's fine. We, we, yeah. we have, we have done enough for these people. Um, <laughs> and I got to, I still got to, I got to tack on the plugs and whatever the uh-huh. fuck else on my own anyway. Yeah uh all right i am so happy you funded i'm so happy that we were able to do this and it wound up paying off in some way and we were some small part of making sure that you were able to go ahead and do uh do even more of your dreams i'm i'm really I, thrilled i that.
0: still have a business and i thank you all for that um, um uh,
1: yeah. we love you and, and i love we- you
0: and i love them and i love all of this
1: good well we're glad that you're here and and, and hopefully you'll come back will you come back
0: maybe will there be mayonnaise
1: <laughs> oh my god! Thanks, Did you ever see that movie? Oh my god, that movie is terrifying. You thought there will be blood was bad. Will there be mayonnaise? The sequel was quite quite disturbing. I don't. I can't even. uh, uh All right. Well, uh love you. Glad love you funded, too. and uh, and we'll talk soon. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.